Holly. I'm Leslie. And we, we would, would be, be dead. dead. Patron content preview! Woo! We have a very interesting episode for you guys this week. But before we get down to it, uh, we'd like to give you a little update on the show's format moving forward. And I promise there's a reason. (laughs) So as you may have noticed in the past like year or so, we have gravitated towards doing a full episode every other week instead of every week. Um, And the reason for that is like, um, we're just, we're better at journalism, Mm -hmm. first of all. Our episodes have gotten longer and more detailed, which is more content for you. And it just takes a little longer to write something that's up to our standard. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Plus, like, you know, we have kids and life is wild. Yes. But because we don't want to leave you guys hanging in the interim weeks, what we are going to do um, moving forward is that once a month, we will also do a campfire night, campfire stories. So if you are somebody that's been a listener for a long time, especially if you were with us during the uh, pandemic lockdown, you'll remember that our campfire stories are live streamed events. So they're things you can attend and you can interact with us. And we tell stories. Usually they're shorter cases or they have a, well, they always have a theme. They're always a story swap. Leslie and I each bring stuff to the table. Sometimes that's where we do things that are folklore based or we talked about cryptids and urban legends and ghost stories. It's really, really fun. Yeah, fun so, night. Yeah, super fun. So once a month, we're going to do that. And then what we'll do with that uh, audio is that we'll put it up on the main pod. If you didn't have a chance to attend the live, you can listen to it afterwards. Highly recommend. Super fun. We'd like to bring guests in for those. Mm-hmm. We've had John do a few. We'd like to expand that more. Yeah. So yeah, look forward to that coming back. And what was really cool about our campfires, especially because like lockdown was such a weird moment in time is I feel like we got to really know a lot of our people. Yeah, we got to connect with everyone. We did because those Friday nights, we used to do it on Friday nights at I think 10 o'clock every week. None of us were going anywhere and we all just needed to talk to people. Leslie and I weren't even in the same room. No. And and everybody would just kind of tune in and we would talk about the stories afterwards and that's where Two Truths and a Lie came from. Mm -hmm. So we'd have you guys guests and it was just a really awesome way for all of us to be a community and I'm really looking forward to getting that back. Might have to bring back uh, my Harry Potter snuggle me. Snuggy? The snuggy. (laughs) Your snuggle me? Yeah. I don't know. It's in my attic. Is it? Yep. Oh, okay. I have two. You have two? I have two of them. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, one of them was at my house for like a really long time. Oh, wow. And then well, I just... I'd like that back. You can have it back whenever I you want. I didn't know I missed it. Pretty sure it's upstairs. This is funny. Do, you didn't miss it a minute ago. I need it. No, you missed it. Help. Okay, great. <laughs> so that's one thing we're going to add to our, our We Would Be Dead world. And the other thing is, and this is going to be some exclusive to patron content, is that once a month, We will do a true crime documentary book club style meetup. Yeah. Is that an accurate way to describe it? Yeah. True crime doc club. Yeah. 
where that'll also be a live event and all of our patrons will be notified. You can attend and we will have all watched a documentary. So when you when you show up at this, probably be better if you saw the documentary. You don't have to. You can just talk to us. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but we'll go through the documentary together. And what's even cooler about something like this is that when Leslie and I talk about documentaries, especially me, I need to like look a hundred things up. Yeah. I need to deep dive the case. I need to know stuff. And I have a feeling a lot of you guys are the same way. And what this provides is an opportunity for us to do that together. Right. I love lives where we Google stuff together. It's so Mm -hmm. fun. So if you are a patron, you will get the opportunity once a month to do that with us. And we thought to entice you to a patronage. Because if you're not a patron, like, what are you doing? What's even happening? I know. Get over here. So today, we are going to talk about the Love Has One documentary that's on HBO Max right now. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. If you remember way back, I think it's a couple years ago at this point. Yeah, episode 67. Episode 67, we covered Love Has One. Um, and we did it almost immediately after the story broke. This was very, very current at the time, which is not something we always do because I kind of like to take a step back and let the dust settle before we cover anything just because there's a lot of like first impression stuff on a case when it first comes out that ends up not being true or being different. But this just seemed like the whole story was there. It seemed Mm -hmm. very full. So we covered it. And and then we watched this batshit crazy documentary. Yeah. And we have a lot to talk about. And I don't feel like we were far off. No, we weren't. We definitely weren't. So there were just some extra things. There were extra things. And also there are a few places. And this episode is going to be a little bit different than our like book club style meetings in that we're also updating you a little bit. If we got something real wrong, we'll tell you today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there are a couple times where current media... And documentation of this case said one thing, and that's what I was relying on. I also, I forgot that I did this, but when I covered this case, and good on me, I read like their whole website. I read, yeah, I remember, I read everything. <laughs> I remember that when they were showing the website, yep. like up, I was just like, oh, I remember reading this whole thing. Yep, I read uh, the, all of their like rules and tenants mm-hmm. and lore. I read all of it, and I went on that. That's what I was going from. Now, the dust has settled in the past few years. And in this documentary, I find out that some of the stuff I found was incorrect. But at the time, you guys, that was 100% up to date. So just FYI. So that's what we're doing today. So if you haven't listened to our previous episode on Love Has Won, I would highly recommend that you take a moment and do it now. Also, if you just kind of forgot, you can go listen to it again. We like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we also have rebroadcasted that episode for you just a couple days before this one came out so that you had the opportunity to do that. So I'm hoping everybody's done their homework and we're ready. Perfect. Are you ready? I'm ready. Excellent. Now, all of that, oh gosh, organization and Mm, watching things left Mm -hmm. me pretty puffy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, our skin isn't a vibrant and terrifying shade of gray-blue or anything. No, not yet. No, no. You know, we haven't been drinking enough of our silver. Mm-mm. But still, it's not where we want it right now. For sure. Right? It is not. No. Okay. I'm dry. I'm cracking. Yeah. I'm just, I just look tired. Falling apart. Falling apart at the seams. 
and I've tried every remedy known to humankind to perk up my haggard face, but none of them have worked. However, I do remember hearing the legend of one magical ingredient that can take care of all of our woes in one shot. And that ingredient is just a little pinch of... Validation. I feel worth dying on. I love that you got in there for cult times. <laughs> this is a cult. I gotta, I gotta yeah. dig deep. <laughs> Very good. Hey. And best of all, Leslie, our fiends can give us this priceless ingredient free of charge. What? How? But how, you must be asking yourself. And yeah. loudly. Yeah. I heard it. Well, I will tell you. Simply head on over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and or a friendly review. It really is the only way to move this podcast forward. Ratings and reviews equal attention, attention equals support, and support equals more and better content for all of you. How nice. Isn't that nice? Yes. And that's what we're talking about this week, more content. Yeah. But if you just can't wait for more, we would be dead in your life and who could blame you? Mm. Don't worry, you don't have to. You can support us over on Patreon. I like that you committed to the bit with that voice this week. <laughs> there for just a few dollars a month, you will gain access to our entire catalog of 30-minute horror movies, special mini-sodes, our weekly after show, Host Mortem, which is available in both video and audio formats. Maybe you want to see our faces. Maybe you don't. Both are okay. You'll also get the opportunity to participate in our True Crime Documentary Club. Mm-hmm. So fun. You'll get a special gift in the mail from us, uh, opportunities to participate in giveaways, the merch deals, an on-air toast dedicated just to you, and more. Wow. Can't beat it. No. It's like a good deal. Wow. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, we are here thanks to our patrons. So come on over and be part of the We Would Be Dead family. It's a nice family. It is a nice family. Yeah, we're weird, but fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And if all of that is a little too much for you, you can simply follow us on social media. We are at Would Be Dead Pod anywhere and everywhere you get your content. You can like our posts, share our posts, like and share our posts. Mm, That's a sexy one. Yeah, it was kind of sexy this week. I'm keeping it. (laughs) You can leave us a comment, post about your favorite episode. Let us know when you're listening. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Tell that um, lady on the block who's always trying to give you her homemade remedies when you have a cold. What's her name? Oh, Claire. Claire. Yeah. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, Claire, you don't know what she's putting in those things. So, like, maybe don't immediately accept them. Yeah. Careful. You got to know what home remedies Mm -hmm. you're participating in. Mm -hmm. Then your friends and Claire can become fiends. And even if you don't take her remedies, like, probably fun to listen to her talk about them. Right. Yeah. And we can all... Don't just add glitter to the bottle of lotion and call it homemade. You know, we got to work for it a little bit. We see that come back later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then we can all be friends with Claire and we'll all hang out together. Okay, cool. Glitter and all. I mean, she's fun with like do it like, you know, DIY crafts and stuff. Yeah. And if she made like an interesting flavored syrup for a cocktail. For sure. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I just don't want to take like her medicine. No, no, don't do that. Well, definitely don't take anything from somebody that's just out of the house being like, this is medicine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not okay. Those are like big red flags. Yeah. There's so many red flags that we're going to talk about yeah. this week. <laughs> the people just really ignored for a long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's all I have in the way of announcements for this week. And it was kind of a lot. So yeah, there was a lot of information. 
Okay. Leslie, do you have anything to add? You might, because I might have missed something. Yeah. Do you have anything to add before well, we begin? Holly, yes, I do not. <sighs> All right, then. On with the show. Okay, so this is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. I have notes. I believe Leslie has notes. Note. <laughs> mental notes. Got lots of mental notes Great. happening. I um, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then because this is a full episode of our podcast, yeah. we also have updates and I have some um, other media that I've pulled yeah. to discuss like reactions since mm-hmm. this has happened and since the film has occurred. But yeah, okay. this one's going to be a little more formal than how it'll normally go because it's main feed. It's I, just main feed. It, yeah. Right. Otherwise, we're all just going to be on a Zoom and be like, what up? And you guys are not here to discuss this with us. Yeah. And I would hope that during the discussion, <laughs> either you'd be like, I looked this up or I could be like, hey, look up this. Yeah. Which is what I did to Leslie. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Um, hey, look up how to make colloidal silver. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you guys do that. So we're just going to go through what we thought. I hope you watched it. Yeah. If not, like, we're going to say some weird it. shit just- so you'll like it. It's three episodes, three hours of your time. Yeah, Come but they, they do go by quick and they're yeah. break, they're broken down into an hour apiece. So you really That's can, I mean, yeah. you can digest it yeah. of, on mm-hmm. your own pace. So anyway, like the documentary opens on the moment wherein the police discover Amy Carlson's body in the right. cult. Saying compound is very generous. It's like a little house. That's what I know. Mountain. I kept thinking it was like a compound. And I was like, no, this is just a, a house. I, I knew that it was just a house, but I thought yeah. there were more like trailers or something on the right. property. That's what I thought too. And it's just nope, that just one the house. one house. Because we forget the cult is incredibly small. Yeah. It was like 40 people yeah. in person. Even Online, they, they were, were like, we're going to need a bigger boat. Leslie, <laughs> we're going to get to why she said that later. Yeah. And I have not stopped thinking about it. And it makes me so mad. I want to flip a yeah. table. So look forward to that, <laughs> sure. you guys. Uh, so here's, I'm going to read our, um, original copy of this, the description of this event. And then we're going to talk about how they kind of peeled that back in the documentary, as well as some real fun observations that we had. So when we originally did this, the, the body cam footage of the cops was not available. Mm -hmm. It's widely available now. It was not at all available then. All we had was interviews. So this is very different. So this is what I had to say a couple years ago. On April 28th, 2021, Miguel Lamboy, Michael, walked into, uh, I don't remember how to pronounce this, and they don't say it one time in the documentary, Sagoche <laughs> County, S-A-G-A-U-C-H-E, Sagachi, Sagoche, Sagoche County. I like, I like it all. Yeah, they're all good. Sing Pol- it. Sagoche county police department and told officers that he returned home from spending the night out of town and discovered a dead body in his home. Miguel lived in the incredibly remote town of Moffitt on a quiet cul-de-sac. Moffitt, Colorado, as of 2010 census report, had just 116 residents. Okay, so that's true. It is very remote there. Just to give you an idea of how small and quiet of a town we're talking about, and they don't even appear to have their own police department. They don't mention that in the documentary. No, they don't. And I think it's important. Yeah. Just the county sheriff. So these mm-hmm. are this is the county police they're waiting yeah. for. It's the kind of place where you can believe a dead body would show up and no one would notice. Miguel said the body was in a bedroom in his home laying on the bed. He told the sheriff that the day before, so April 27th, a handful of people who belonged to the same organization as he, 
had found themselves without a home, asked if they could stay in his house while he was out of town. Miguel, being a charitable man, oh Lord, said yes. He had returned that afternoon to find the group. Um, He agreed to let them stay there. And he also found one additional guest who was blue, eyeless, sparkly, and no longer breathing. And boy, do you see pictures of her. Oh, a lot. There's there's a lot of footage of the dead body. Yeah. I was stunned. I don't disagree with them showing it because it is very important to like demonstrate. But but it's also everywhere. Yeah, it is now. It's just on there. It was just all over their youth. I mean, they were going live the whole time. Yeah, it's wild. It is wild. Like, I didn't realize that. Like, at first I thought that they kind of were like hiding it and they were like, no. No. Because she's not really dead is the whole thing. No, they didn't put that on their YouTube. The ones where they're like, if you watch the documentary again where they're like putting the EMF readers up to her and stuff. Yeah. That was them like incessantly chronicling everything they did. Oh, okay. So that was like their video diaries because no matter what, they had to be like documenting But that, I don't think that was on YouTube because YouTube would have flagged that. You can't put a dead body on YouTube. That's true. Okay, okay. Yeah. So anyway, Miguel said that he expected this body was that of the leader of their group, a 45-year-old woman named Leah Carlson. Yeah. Nowhere in the documentary do they mention this. It's not mentioned anywhere any longer. But in the original articles, they all say that she went by Leah. They're still in those articles, like the New York Times. Yeah, the old ones, right? Yeah, because they're they're not updated or Mm -hmm. anything. But yeah, no one calls her Leah. No, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. She's also known as Amy Carlson, but better known as Mother God. Yes, Mother God. Ah, Mother God. Mom. I hate how they all call her mom. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Miguel suspected that she had not only been dead for a while, but had somehow been mummified as her lips were drawn tight and her teeth were visible through them. You can see that. Yeah, sure. Yep. The sheriff. She looks great. She looks, for being dead for six weeks, she doesn't look bad. No. You know, could be worse. Yeah. You mummify really quick when you've starved your body down to like nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful. And yeah. when you're like full of heavy metals, that's also very helpful. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she really did herself a lot of favors there. Yeah. The sheriff, just like all of us right now, was intrigued and also horrified. And so he got in his car and headed over to Miguel's house to check the situation out. When he arrived, he found a group of people he describes as, quote, completely nonchalant about being in the home with a dead body. Miguel brought the sheriff back into a bedroom and there on the bed in a makeshift shrine was a woman's shriveled body. The body had been wrapped in a sleeping bag. Her eyes had been removed and her bluish gray skin was painted with glittery makeup. The sleeping bag was wrapped in strands of twinkling Christmas lights. To me, it feels like the kind of scene that may have been created by confused children, but that's not who was to blame. Still, agree with myself back then. Yeah. It is what it looks like. Yeah. Her room looks insane. Yeah. When they like decorate this house, and like, we made her room nice. And it's basically they all colored pictures and put them on the wall. It looks like your 12-year-old room. It looks a lot like, like my 12-year-old like room. Like she would look at that and be like, yes. This is this great. This is the aesthetic I'm going There's for. so many crystals. Yeah. And then Amy just looks like she's wrapped up like she has hypothermia. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's in one of those sleeping bags. It looks like that kind of like has a hood that'll yeah, like go. Because your like little so, head's out. Like she's so cozy. She is, but her face is visible. And then they're just like, the body is warm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it would be. <laughs> I know. You won't leave it alone. <laughs> but it's the just fact. She's snuggled up in there. I know. <laughs> but the fact that they have her like little face out of like a little window in the sleeping bag. Yeah. Banana yeah. sandwich. It's she's crazy. Like, it, she's like 75 pounds when yes. she dies mm-hmm. at this point. Yep. And she's like a grown, like, I don't know how tall she is, but she's not like 
short, short. No, 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 no. She's a normal so, like, size lady. 75 pounds is like wild. Yeah. And so, yeah, her face is tiny. Yeah. Like smaller than Holly's at this point. <laughs> maybe, maybe your size. No. Maybe. My like, height, skull. maybe. Yeah. No, like face wise, because you, you got a cute little small face. I have a narrow face. That's true. So maybe we'll wrap you up in one of those blankets so <laughs> we can have a visual. <laughs> Only if you also wrap me in Christmas lights. Yeah. Because they did that so the starships could see her. Yeah. Because they were coming to take her away. Yeah. <laughs> The sleeping bag was wrapped in strands of twinkling Christmas lights. Oh, I said that. Okay, so there were seven adults in this residence. And Mm -hmm. I was so kind and formal about this way back when we covered it. Yeah. 32-year-old John Robertson, 35-year-old Christopher Royer, 35-year-old Sarah Rudolph, 47-year-old Karen Raymond, 45-year-old Jason Castillo, 52-year-old Abdullaya Franco, 30-year-old Ryan Kramer. None of these people go by those names. No. They go by batshit crazy other names. Yeah. And that's not even some of the main players. Mm-mm. So, great. In addition to the adults, also on the premises was Karen Raymond's 13-year-old daughter and Miguel's two-year-old son. Uh, and the woman in the sleeping bag had clearly been dead for quite a while. The body was in an advanced state of decay. All of the accounts I read didn't even mention an odor, which is strange as usually it's the first thing described when a body is discovered. Fun footnote in an interview that I uh, listened to later on. I don't have quotes later in this, but um, the filmmaker said that um, she asked them, she's like, well, there must have been a smell. And there's a quote where one of them said, the odor of the divine was everywhere, which to me just says, this smells like a dead body. Right. Yeah, for sure. Odor of the divine. It's everywhere. Um. The document, the director of the documentary was Hannah Olson. Hannah Olson. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to say it without it in front of me because being wrong is way worse. So there's no evidence that they, that she had died in the home. There's no evidence of foul play, no signs of a struggle, and not even the slightest acknowledgement that something was more than a little bit off. The sheriff was at a loss. This is surely not something you see every day. The sheriff called backup for backup law enforcement and a coroner. The body was removed and sent off for examination. Authorities had to legally identify this body and they could not use fingerprints as her fingers were so badly decomposed that they would not yield anything identifiable. Now, these people are saying who this is. So like, this is Amy Carlson, this is mom, mother, God. But like, you have to confirm that. Mm -hmm. Legally, they had to. And it was real hard because she's not on the grid right now. Mm -hmm. The seven adults were placed under arrest for child abuse and the abuse of a corpse and held at the Rio Grande County Jail. A medical examiner began to process um, identifying this extremely strange body. As it turned out, not only were there no fingerprints, but there were also no matching dental records for this body. So it's been a while since she'd seen a dentist, which I can believe. Mm -hmm. And so the authorities went about contacting Amy Carlson's family, hoping that they would not be horrifying the family of a very much alive woman Mm -hmm. on accident. They, however, were not surprised in the least. Amy's father said that she had been the leader of a dangerous cult and that they knew for some time that it would end like this, which is funny because we don't hear from Amy's, Amy's family, not father, sorry. Amy had been very ill, claiming she was riddled with cancer and had been self-medicating with dangerous substances to top it all off. That's interesting too. They do not say in the documentary at all that she said she had cancer. Yeah. But I've read subsequent articles that are like, it wasn't cancer, it was this. So she, someone must have said that. It must have been said. Mm-hmm. Amy's mother submitted DNA to identify her body and her family was very compliant and apologetic. And then I have 
We have no official word at this point as to the cause of Amy's death, but we do know that the coroner does suspect foul play. And honestly, this isn't surprising because even the most cursory internet searches of Love Has Won reveal hundreds of shrieking videos of a frail, very obviously ill woman who is visibly drunk and high, referring to herself as Mother God. Amy and her group were no secret. The coroner also states that they believe Amy may have been dead for as long as a month. That's our original description. Yeah. And it's not all correct. No. So back to the documentary. We, it's cops right away walking up to yeah. that mm-hmm. those little like, t- like broke down looking yellow yeah. house. Were you taken aback by the how low key the cops were? Yes. They, they were, were, they were literally, they were literally just there. They were like, we're just doing a wellness check. Just seeing like, who's here? What's they up? expected it to be crazy too. Yeah. Because unlike what was originally released about this case, they fully knew there was a cult up there doing weird shit. Well, my, my vibe was mm-hmm. that like they were used to police like they were they were almost like used to mm-hmm. probably those two same police coming in and checking in on probably them it's a small town. And if it's just those people. Right. And the documentary had the people say, like, we had reported them a ton of times. Right. So I think that and I also think that there were well, it's I feel like it was said at one point that there were wellness checks anyway. It, it, that was in a I hotel. Think other families were just like, can you just like check to see we have oh, maybe yeah. them? Like, I almost think that that, like, was almost a common occurrence, but they weren't doing anything illegal but at the time. But they never get outraged. They walk in and they see this body and mm-hmm. they are, like, laughing and they are so low-key. Yeah. They are not like, oh, I would have been laying on the floor. Well, I think they were, like, expecting it. I mean, police are different. I guess They're so. not you. No. No, they're... <laughs> they're definitely they're not. not. Nope, they're not. You're correct. Yeah. yeah. So the cop walks in and this, I found this really interesting and I don't see if you have any thoughts on this moment too, where he goes, so we're here to do a wellness check on mother and child. We've been told there's children here. Yeah. And father magnitude or whatever that one is. Multiverse? That's him. Yeah. Says John. I I think it's this one. It could have been another one. I think it was him that said it. It was him or El El Moyer? El Fuego. Whatever he is. Yeah. He's like, mother is resting. Mother is at rest. She is at rest. And child is is resting, is asleep. Yeah. And they're like, kid's asleep. Cool. We're going to have to see that kid. Yeah. And mother is resting. At rest? At, she is at rest. So they are low-key. They're like, yeah, she's she's dead. It's fine. I mean, they don't say she's right. dead, but they are like not not saying it either. Right. Because they're just like, this is what's going on. Her vessel is here. Yeah. Sometimes her brain, her like, she activates. Sometimes she deactivates. At some point, the clouds will come down. They will descend. They will take her into the air with Robin Williams. Yes. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. And the cops are like, fucking great. Yeah. So so this guy gives them this weird cryptic message. They're like, can we maybe see mom? Can we see her? Can Mm. Can we take a look? And they go into the room. And the camera fully, you, you see it. You see the bed, the lights, the yeah. body, the, the sleeping bag. You see the whole shebang. And the cops are fucking laughing. Yeah. Which oh, is also, not great. Also, the other thing that I think we realized by the end of the whole thing was that Miguel slash Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Michael. I know. It's Michael. Like, even the documentary was weird about that. Yeah. Where it was like, he was Michael, and then all of a sudden he was Miguel the rest of the way. Because they decided he was Miguel. Was, I know, but I don't remember. I might have, like, blinked and not noticed that part. No, there's there's no mention of why. 
Yeah. They're like, they found, we found him online. Yeah, His yeah. name, Michael, Michael Lamboy, Michael, Michael, who was the Archangel Michael, who was our angel, Miguel, Miguel. And that's it. Yeah. They do this like weird. Weird switch. Yep. Yeah. And they don't explain it. They don't do anything. They, it's just seamless. And then he's Miguel from then on. Yeah. So strange. Yeah. Real but they'll weird. be like, Miguel, you know, Arch, Archangel Michael. <laughs> Wait, what? Get out. Oh, I yeah. hate it so much. But anyway, but in our coverage, we had that he wasn't even there. Correct. Originally. And he was like, yeah, you could stay at the house. But he was there. Like, they, I think these people just showed up to his house. I mean, maybe he knew they were coming. Well, they had called and texted and said, where is all of our money? Because right before that, he had withdrawn like $250,000 yeah. from the Colts bank account, which was his bank account because he yeah. was in charge of all of the money always. Yeah. And then they were like, I think they said we're coming. I think they did say that they were, because okay. that's why he ended up going there because yeah, yeah. he wasn't living in that shit box of a house. Okay. And when they showed up, he he was like, okay, they're here. I guess, you know, we're doing cult stuff. And they were like, and here's mom. And he did not expect it. Yeah. He was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That is fucked up. Because the images of him in the documentary, like, sitting on the curb with his head in his hands, you yeah. can tell he did not think it got there. Yeah. It is wild. Yeah. And he said that he hasn't really talked to them in like months. Yep. Been... Well, he had pulled away. Yeah. And we said in our, like what I just read that like everybody knew this was his house. But really at the time, it was supposed to be, quote, the cult's house. It right. was Love Has One's like, I forget what they called it. It doesn't matter. But it was mm -hmm. one of their headquarters, right? Yeah. But... It was in his name. Yeah. It wasn't in their name. They came, they thought they were coming home to their house. Yeah. But technically it was his. Yeah. And that's what gave him the ability to like call the oh, police I and gotcha, do all this gotcha. stuff. That's right. We did not know that when we first yeah. covered it. That that was the uh, the difference. So then they they show like all these clips of her her like followers saying nuts things like, I've never loved a person like that. I thought she'd come back into her body. One guy is genuinely stunned. Yeah. He's like, I, I just assumed she was going to come back to life. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm that's still what they pretty believe. surprised she hasn't come back to life. Like, tick tick, get, let's go, mom. Yeah, and then another one of them is like, her body was warm. It never got cold. Well, I mean, if you're not putting that shit on ice, it's just going to be room temperature. Yeah, yeah. They don't just become like vampires. No, you don't just like the coldness of the ages is sucked into your body yeah. when you die. Yeah. You don't turn into an ice cube. You just don't radiate heat anymore. Right. You're just going to be whatever temperature the room you're in is. Right. But also she's wrapped up in like thermal. If you're in an insulated sleeping bag yeah. in Colorado in like the summer or the late spring. Right. You're going to be pretty warm. Yeah. There's a lot of things that make me roll my eyes really, really hard. It, it, also, that's so telling to me because those people genuinely were like, dead bodies are cold no matter what. Right. They feel like ice cubes. Right. Even if it's a thousand degrees out, that body is going to be cold. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why is it cold? I can't. There's just no science. And then my favorite comment is from the, I think it, I think his, name, his real life name is Ryan. The one that's like kind of just makes me sad. Is he like the, is he like ginger? Yeah, he's okay. the one who at the he's end, like the, the beer, cops are like, like, you're such an intelligent guy. Yeah. And he says, and yet I'm here. Yeah. Which is one of the most telling things. Yes. But he says, I wonder what they're going to find when they do the autopsy. I, I, I hope they find her three hearts. That's right. <gasps> 
That's right. <laughs> this boy genuinely thought they were going to crack open the shriveled chest of this woman and find three hearts. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So this is what I... Uh, this is what angers you about the documentary, but this is what I appreciate about the documentary. Okay. I appreciate that we are like immersed in this cult. Like, oh, to be uh, fair, I do appreciate that yeah. too. And we'll talk about this in the epilogue portion, yeah. but like, like this is a, this, this doc. So what I thought was going to happen was this was three episodes long. Mm -hmm. And I thought that the third episode we were gearing up to like, to just unravel it all. Give me the experts. Give yes. me the explanations. Tell me yes. what happened. And even like, even some of the members, like I was waiting for some of those members, like like the ones that are, that were so serious about it. Yep. To then be like, but then I left and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, like they're talking like they just were in it. Doesn't happen. And then they were just like, but now I'm a former member. This is, this is how I got out of it. But no, these people. Yep are to this still day, very invested yeah and they feel like they're yeah it so it was I found it very interesting it is it is fascinating and I have a lot on this for when we're done plowing through but it is it is interesting and also a little dangerous well yeah very dangerous it's the sad. portrayal I should yes. say is it's, it's it's very fascinating it's mm -hmm. very empathetic it's a very mm -hmm. compassionate view of these people but I don't know that it should always it's, be that compassionate. Uh, yes, but also I think that this view of them is the reason why they are not, they got off for murder. I agree. This is why they are not in jail. But I, but also, I don't know that they shouldn't be in jail. But also, I feel like this documentary proved that they at least should be in jail for a little bit, even I just agree. a little bit. They should be in jail or they should be in psychiatric evaluation. Like, they did stuff that you should not be allowed to do. Yeah. You should see punishment for the stuff they did. And if not, not punishment's the wrong word. You should see consequences for the stuff that they did. Right. Yeah. I mean, mind you, like, they are, they don't, okay, so these, this cult or this group. This <laughs> cult. I know. They believe that they're living in a 3D world. And that it's all an illusion. And I love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> None of it's real. Like this 3D shit. So Nobody knows. Like, I can just hear them like getting from the judge like, oh, you have like community service. And they're like, what for? It's pointless. <laughs> Nothing exists. I know. <laughs> but then there is an underbelly of their behavior. And we'll get into some of that in a bit. But, but one of the things that they fully believed in was child abuse. And... Angel Hope and Angel whatever the other one is yeah. still say, yeah, when kids are little, if they misbehave, you should lock them in a dark closet for a long period of time and it's totally okay to beat your children. Right. They still say that. They, they do have some very dangerous beliefs. They do. Yeah. And we cannot just be like, but they're sad. But like, I feel we like can't. I guess that's the thing. They didn't talk about that in the documentary. No, nope, they don't right? talk about it at all. None yeah. of it. I have it. We'll talk right, about because it. Because we went through yes, a we lot did. of their YouTube videos. Yes, we sure as shit did. So that is the interesting part. They like, yeah, they hit on something. So where are we at now? Um, okay, so what's happening in the thing? We're yeah. still in the very beginning. And then there's like a, a thing on this on the screen. And I didn't know this part until like I started watching it. 
where they're like, it's three weeks after Amy Carlson died. And she is with them. The filmmaker is with them. It is three yes. weeks after Amy's dead. Nothing has even like really happened yet. And she's with these people. Right. And they are like in the desert, mm-hmm. sitting on the ground, like keening and wailing. One woman is just screaming, no one fucking cares. Oh, I love when they let it out. It was wild. They were losing yeah. their ever-loving minds. Yeah, they were getting so mad that the clouds were not coming down. They really genuinely thought that um, a UFO was coming to take mom's body. Yeah, a starship. Oh, boy. Yep, and then they cut to a guy named Dylan. I don't know who he becomes later, who says, I did a lot of psychedelics when I found out that God was a woman and she's here. And I was like, this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, I love your succinct <laughs> recap. I don't remember Dylan. He, we never see him again. He's okay. just like someone who's like, okay. I thought like when I was on LSD, like God is a woman. And now I see this woman who's a who's God. Yeah. So like that tracks. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. Real, real, real cool. And I read something very interesting in interviews after going through all of this where they said that, and I want to put this in now, and I can't wait to see what you react to it. They say that this is a group that specifically found people who were had issues with the American healthcare system. Oh, I saw so I read that. Yeah. It's so interesting. They're all like opiate users, mm-hmm. or they have family members who have died from opiate addiction, mm-hmm. or they're cancer survivors, or people who didn't have health insurance. And right. they're all people who were failed by the American healthcare system. Right. So they're looking for, you know. Right. No, that's um, but that's what made the most sense to me because they're all looking for yeah. help. Yep. Like some sort of healing and the healthcare system wasn't working for exactly. them. Exactly. So they went elsewhere. Or they couldn't, it either was that they, their medicine wasn't working for them or they no longer could afford it. Yep. And so they had to find something free and just like spiritual talks were free. Yep. Like healing energy is free. And I'd love Unless to you're say, charging for and it. And it was all vulnerable people. And yeah. to some extent they were less educated. But let me tell you something. Angel uh, Aurora, yeah, I think her real name is like Sarah. That girl was in law school when she left. Oh, yeah. She has a wealthy family who have a nice house in Florida. Yeah. She was not denied things. She must have witnessed something or been through something that led her down that path. But she definitely like had access to knowing better and doing better. She just Mm -hmm. chose against it for whatever reason. But um. That is that all that information is in a Vanity Fair article that I will link in our um, Mm -hmm. show notes this week because it is a good read. Right. So then they bring up someone who talks about um, her team. Now, we originally covered this. Yeah. Her, the Galactics. These are the people that guide her. Yes. Oh. It's a collage of magazine pictures. (laughs) I love this so much. On a, like, piece of cardboard that they all hold all the time. That was such a good, it just looked Oh, my God. A children's art project. And I looked at it and went, no, this isn't real. But it is. When we covered this, you and I were like, isn't it funny? She said this one time that Robin Williams came to her. Right. No. It was so many more times. Right. Every time. Okay. So anybody that watched this documentary... Hopefully you all have. Whenever they said Robin, it took me till episode three for it to finally click that they were talking about Robin Williams. Me too. 
for some reason, every time they I were thought like, it was another Robin, member. Yeah, like, and then Robin said, and I kept thinking it was that older woman. Oh, no. Mary? Just the way, yeah, just the way they, it just sounded like, I don't know, like a wise person almost like it saying does. something it does but it was robin williams but they casually like robin said they don't yeah. say like the spirit of robin williams they just no, say robin, robin was talking to me yeah and he comes into their brains all the time and she channels Every him all the day. time he is he's essentially their god he is essentially running the show he is running the show from beyond the grave and i feel horrible for him I feel I feel awful for his family. <laughs> that is like poor wait, Zelda what? Williams is out there. Like I hate this. Although I could also see Robin Williams finding this hilarious, being like the fuck. <laughs> right, guys. Yeah. Okay, telling you a lot of stuff. Okay. But my favorite part in the documentary with Robin Williams is just when oh they're God. sitting there. All the members are just like smoking weed, drinking. Like they're having a quiet night in and yep. Netflix and chill and they're just watching like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> like they must just sit there and watch his movies. Yes, they do. And they and then I was like Among watching, other people, they have a bunch of gods, like a bunch of the galactics. But also like I rewatched that scene again of them watching yeah. and it's and it's quick. It does it's not long. But I'm watching their faces and they're I realized reverent. that they yeah, they're kind of watching it like it's news. Yep. Which then confuses me because I'm like but they like to abuse children and they're so transphobic yes Mrs. Doubtfire why are you gonna be mad at drag queens guys Uh, plot twist they're incredibly alt-right and transphobic yeah another thing they do not mention in this documentary at all yeah which is again where I get into the red flag danger danger territory because Mm. you have to say what these people are up to yeah they are huge QAnon supporters and believers, big Pizzagate believers, big Trump supporters. They are incredibly alt-right. They are homophobic, transphobic. They are racist. They are anti-Semitic. They believe all of those things. They like Nazis. Yeah. They said, and this is the only quote that's in the documentary about any of this, Hitler was a light worker. Mm -hmm. And then they backpedal by saying, because you need dark to create light. Right. No, they 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 subscribed to his beliefs. Right. Wasn't there a site like lightworkers.org or something? Mm-hmm. That was the first yeah. one. We're gonna get to Amareth in a minute. Yeah. But um, like find me a black cult member. Yeah. Go ahead, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. It just doesn't happen. Nope. Did any of them used to be Jewish? No. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Anyway. Moving forward, and then so they talk about the team. You and I both shocked. We're like, Robin Williams is a way bigger character than we thought. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, he he is he is the cult, and it's a giant like litany of dead celebrities, like a ton of dead. Yes. They're all dead celebrities, and then Donald Trump. Right. Cool. <laughs> Great. And then one of them says she's God and Jesus and Marilyn Monroe, only hotter. Yeah. Gotta put that one in. Yeah. Hotter than Marilyn Monroe. You know, they all thought that she was just so beautiful. I think they but all she fucked was, her all the time. Beautiful. She was beautiful before she turned blue, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. But what got me is then they're like, but she's been existing like through all times. And every time she's a different person, she spreads her gospel a different way. Marilyn Monroe, she when she was Marilyn, like I, I've seen her be Marilyn. Like it's amazing. She did it in the movies. When she was Joan of Arc, it was through revolution. Mm-hmm. 
Queen Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, she's Queen Elizabeth. But she I was also Jesus. Love, Abby. I love that some of these all lived in the same time. <laughs> you pointed that out. You were two people at once? Yeah, like Queen Elizabeth is still with us. Or well, was. Well, was. was yeah. Sorry, RIP. But she, so she was there. Like Marilyn Monroe and Queen Elizabeth were alive at the same time. How was she both? I mean, I, mean, I guess she could be. She's she is everyone at once and she's all things God. and people. Yeah. The end. And Trump is her father, right? Yeah, Trump is also her father. Yeah. And we all know that Trump, like, is very into his daughters. So that but probably went well is, for her. Do you think that they meant that Trump is her father or that he is another father god? That is a very interesting point because I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I wonder. I didn't even think of that. That is interesting. Because it could be that he's just another father god out there mm-hmm. in the world. And she was just like, waiting, waiting to meet and him. And he never, well, they say that a million times. In the end, when they're waiting for the starships to take her body away. Right. Hope is like, Trumpy, Trump, Trump. I'm not even kidding. She says that. Take us away. Yeah. <laughs> he don't want you. <sighs> hey, there's a lot going on. So, okay, then we we cut to, we're like talking to family. They talk to very few not cult members in this documentary. Very few opposing viewpoints. They do talk to some of Amy's family. Mm -hmm. They talk to first her mom, who gives us, Linda, who gives us a little background on Amy. I'm going to give you the little tiny bit that we had in our original um, content. So here's, here's what we have. Amy was the oldest of three girls. Her younger sisters, Chelsea and Tara, are perfectly normal, seemingly lovely individuals. Amy, however, was always a little different. So in the documentary, we only speak to one sister. The other one, I guess, chose not to be included. Amy, however, was always a little different. Her family remembers her as a relatively normal child and teen, a sweet girl who did the normal young girl things. And then in the documentary, we see her mom say, like, she was very performative. She loved mm-hmm. to be on stage. She loved to wear outfits and twirl around. And she was always, like, very driven. Great. High school friends, though, say that she was always highly manipulative and narcissistic and that she had a mean streak. They don't talk to any of those people, of course, in this no. documentary because we don't say negative things about her. <sighs> but, of course, kids are always different when their parents aren't around. So I'm sure that both of these descriptions are true. Amy's mother, Linda, reports that she and Amy's father divorced when Amy was young, and at first she went to live with him, though this arrangement didn't work out, and a few years later, she returned to live with Linda and her new husband. There, Amy enjoyed a comfortable middle-class lifestyle, got good grades, and sang in the high school choir, but her mother claims she always made bad choices when it came to men. Her parents did get divorced when she was young, and something happened while living with her father that caused that arrangement to end. That's what we have. Right. So here's the things we didn't know. And we're jumping around in the documentary a little, but I think that's okay. No, it's fine. We're just talking about it. Exactly. So first, Amy's mother talks about how they grew up poor, like eating ketchup sandwiches and stuff. Yeah. But I like her mom. Her mom was like, but I never let my kids know. We always had a good time. I always put a yeah. roof over their mm-hmm. head. I always like, I always colored things so that they didn't know that they had less, mm-hmm. which like, I respect that. Yeah. Good for you, Linda. Um, we learned that Amy is the oldest. Her mom talks about how she was worked at McDonald's for her first job and how she, like, quickly was managing a whole store by herself because she was super ambitious. And then we learn later on that um, the reason she stopped living with her dad 
was because her stepmother hated her. And I think she abused her. Yeah. So she, they mentioned something like that she, she was took out in all the, of, like that she was locked in a closet. Just and, like they do in the cult mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, and then there was some sort of like, I think there was like a physical abuse or something. They but are very careful about how they word it. They are. But I think also because the Linda said like Amy didn't really want to talk about mm-hmm. it. And then it was never resolved. No. So I don't know. Like, I almost feel like Linda was just like, well, like, I don't know if anything really happened. Yeah, she's very careful. nothing happened to any of the other children. Yeah, she's like, she just came to live with me and then we just didn't talk about it ever again. Yeah. But according to, I guess, some record of it, or the the sibling, the one sister was like, yeah, our stepmother hated her. Yeah. Hated her. She took all of her anger at the situation that he had a previous wife and stuff out on just Amy. And yeah. she was atrocious to Amy. Yeah. So the one sister, if we if we want to believe her, and she's very cognizant, I I have no reason to not believe her. Mm-hmm. Confirms that she's like, yeah, she she like locked her in a closet and she hit her and stuff. She she treated her like shit. Just so weird. Yeah. She just decided she didn't like her. Yeah. But it's weird. That, like the dad was just like, okay. Yep. Super weird. Yeah. But I mean, like. Okay, we that's a mm-hmm. pretty traumatic experience. It does not yeah. excuse forming a cult. Oh, no. None no. of it does. A lot of us have trauma and we don't do that. So no. I am not putting those two things together. However, it does It does um, probably explain her shitty taste in men. Yeah, Just for like sure. any kind of trauma. And her yeah. self-worth. And I mean, like, what? whereas in some ways she has a completely inflated and narcissistic sense of self-worth, if you've done any kind of homework on people with narcissistic personality disorder, you will know that they think nothing of themselves right, in reality. Exactly. That's all a front. And that's why, like, I mean, we learned that she was, like, she had um, a history of anorexia yep. and all of that stuff. And, like, all of her boyfriends were horrible, abusive men, mm-hmm. uh, like, this is self-destructive behavior. And again, that's narcissism 101. Underneath all of the manipulation and the self-aggrandizing behavior, there is someone who hates themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting dichotomy. If you are to believe what the only expert that comments on her Mm -hmm. has to say, which we will say, we will talk about him later. Uh, So anyway, moving forward, then we have this clip of, of like, I guess, a journal or something that Amy describes that she was working at McDonald's and she took ecstasy and that changed her whole ass life. Yeah. She's like, I took ecstasy. Everything was beautiful and sparkling and wonderful. And I realized that this is reality and the world has been keeping it from me this whole time. They've been holding reality hostage and not letting me experience the real world. That'll happen on ecstasy. Woo! Yes, it will. Also will happen if you have maybe a psychotic break. Which is where on ecstasy. I fully think happens. Yeah. I, sure. okay, so this is just me armchairing the situation because yes. no one else does it. They really don't. No one, no one ever says, I think maybe this is what happened. I don't know why. But I'm nobody, so I can. Based on everything I know about psychotic disorders, this feels like one showed up. Mm-hmm. because. It is very common for schizophrenia, for example, to show up in your early to mid-20s. That's when it, it rears its head. That's where we are in her life. She's like 25. Mm-hmm. And it also comes with 
frequently religious ties. There's always this religious ideation, this God tie. There's a lot of paranoia. There's a lot of these things are watching me. The world is different. Like that happens when people who experience a psychotic break have one. That, that's how they see the world. Mm-hmm. So to me, it really looks like that's what's happening. Yeah. And there are people that also suspect perhaps she was bipolar and these were manic episodes. And I can get on board with that too. Mm-hmm. Manic episodes, you think you, you think you can do anything. You think you can conquer the world. You think you're Jesus. You think you've solved the mysteries of the universe. Yeah. So both both seem possible to me. Mm-hmm. But this ecstasy moment, now I, it made me think back to when we, we always think back to this episode, when we covered Richard, Trent, and Chase. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to our friend Andrew um, about how, you know, as he's diagnosed with schizophrenia and he did a lot of LSD and stuff. And I remember Andrew telling me like, those two are not friends. Mm-hmm. They're really not. Like psychedelics do not react well with psychotic disorders. They're just not, you should not ever, ever marry the two. Right. They're very dangerous. And if that's the case, she's just constantly fueling a fire after this. Because right. she loves drugs. Yes. After ecstasy, she's like, I'm going to be fucked up forever. That's well, my life. Okay. And so that's something too that we need to correct from our... Oh, yeah, I have because, that. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, I know. It's just because we say that like they, we don't, they, they don't do like drugs that they don't. When oh, the other member. It was just her that was allowed to drink and do yeah. drugs is what they said originally. Yeah. Now well, they were all fucked up all the time. Everybody was fucked so up. So fucked up everybody. all of the time. I also love um something that they don't touch upon in this at all. And I don't know why like her sister and mom didn't even like say anything about it. But like her laugh. Was that always her laugh? Oh boy. Or was this new? Because I needed to know it, for sure. I needed it a confirmation that this was. Can you do an impression laugh? for me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it in front of the microphone. It's going to be so annoying. Yeah, it's real fake. And it's like, does uh, like a it's smoker like, affect to it. It's like, yeah, that wasn't even great. But it's like, she's just like screaming. What I did think, what I do think is happening or was happening was that like with any of these spiritual kind of things, mm-hmm. one of the things that they love to do is just scream. Just oh, yeah. Scream and get out the feelings and it feels good just to get it, get it out. Just yell. Yep. Just yell. Yeah. I think that's what she's doing with her laugh. I think her laugh, I think she got this new laugh to be like, when something's funny, I'm just going to like. Take over the room. Take it. Yeah. And like everybody just loved, nobody looked at her. I kept looking for side eyes. I know none. No, no and side like, eyes. <laughs> and everyone's yeah. like, this is great. This she is great. loves me. She loves it. It's- and I was like, I think she's just really drunk. Well, she was. She was 100% very drunk all yeah. the time. That's the other thing that slowly develops is like very, very serious alcoholism. Yes. And it is starting at this point that we're talking about. She takes ecstasy, which leads to she's like, she's drinking heavy. She's in bars all the time. She's smoking a lot of weed. She's doing a lot of mushrooms. Now, here's the thing, you guys. I have no problem with having drinks, obviously. I have no problem with weed. I have no problem if you're doing mushrooms. I have no problem if you're occasionally doing ecstasy. But if you're doing all of them all of the time constantly and you're never not on those things, that is a huge problem. Yeah. But okay. So she's at, so she's in McDonald's 
Do an ecstasy. Do an ecstasy. Life change. And she watches. <laughs> she watches the employee training video. training video. And this video, this is where, like, to me, I was like, oh my God, this could be a movie. It that, imprinted like, on her brain, that it video. Imprinted. And this is where, like, that is almost verbatim what, like, the cult oh, yeah. state, like, mission statement. Her is. vocal tone. When she does these, which we'll get into in a minute, that she does these constant live streams mm -hmm. and like informational YouTube videos is exactly like the McDonald's trading video. Yeah. So she, she's like, welcome to the Galactic Federation of Light. Yeah. Here we are members of a team and the team always works for a common goal. Which is... Welcome to McDonald's. Yeah. Here we are a team. It's like the same shit. It's so wild. It's so good. And so I wrote down that... McDonald's really is for Olympians. <laughs> if it's good enough for God, it's good enough for us. Listen, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong at all. I have a note about it later on and I'll come to it when we get to it. But like, I, I don't remember what I said. I'm like, this is the this is the McDonald's training video. It is. She's, yeah. she's the McDonald's training video. It's yeah. so strange. And they, they're so subtle about it. They never say anything. They yeah. show the video in the documentary. They show you a clip of it. And they're like, when she worked at McDonald's, and then they just let it go. And they never mention yeah. it again. And you're left to make that connection on your own. I'm glad yeah. we both made it because I was oh, like. Yeah. <gasps> this is why, again, I'm not too frustrated with the documentary because they put enough stuff in there. They do, but there like, are some breadcrumbs they do not add enough of. No, but but I think that you would. So far, anybody else that I have like talked to about this has yeah. like looked, looked shit up to be like, oh, OK, like. They, yeah, they caught on to things. That's and then just went. not everybody. There are people who are not, people who watch these documentaries that do not have a basis in like loving true crime and, they, and, and finding information. Yeah. And they're not like Q supporters. They're not, they're not on the opposite end. They're not, they're just, just there think, for entertainment. And they. I just think that anybody that's going to watch this and be like, I don't know. Cool mm -hmm. is somebody that was already there. Right. Or they were already at that point. But I don't think so it's going... many middle ground people who could potentially still find them because they're still out there. Oh, well, yeah. And then I mean, they could be like, they're going to do that. I'm going to ignore your Trumpy Trump stuff because I love the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, that's that's yeah. what really makes me feel that they did not take enough precautions yeah. in this. I do not think they were safe enough with how they yeah. provided information. Let me put it that way. Yeah. So... Oh, this is a random thought I had while watching this documentary. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. I think anyone could start a cult. You just have to feel guilty about literally nothing. Just be confident. Anyone can insist they're God. Cult leaders are okay with people believing it. Their ideas aren't even that creative. Personally, I think maybe she was schizophrenic and on drugs, which equals bad news. Yeah. <laughs> These are the thoughts I have. I know. I think we're covering While that. watching that documentary. That's cool. So after the ecstasy, then she's like, I got to get online. Yeah. Got to get it. And she looks up like spirituality and crystals and those things. And they lead her down a path of conspiracy theories mm -hmm. and places to go to be in touch with aliens. And she comes across and, and not only is she on these sites, She's a presence. Okay. She's immediately creating profiles. She's posting. She's having ideas. She's her pictures out there. Her voice is out there. She's like, I want to be yeah. like your leader. Or actually, I am your leader. You just have to realize mm -hmm. that. And she finds one called lightworkers.org, which is a community of spiritual people. Great. 
Mm-hmm. It's like Facebook for people with weird beliefs. Right. And there she meets a man named Amrith. What was his last name? Eagle Feather? White Eagle? White Eagle? Yeah. yeah Amrith White Eagle. I have Eagle. it on my computer. He's like, how old? He's like... He's 150 years old. But but really, he's like... 110 years old. <laughs> he's so old. He's so old compared to her. He's like 50 years older than her. It's yeah. Wild. And he looks like Willie Nelson. He's yes. got like the long yeah. hair and the beard, but on meth because he has like yeah. sores on the side of his face. Oh my God. I don't know how they fell in love. Listen, I mean, I drugs. guess I do. Yeah, that's he true. lived out in Creststone. I think he was in Creststone, Colorado. Yeah, in the middle of the desert with nothing but people who believe solely in like UFOs, right? They're right. very into that. And they talked for like two weeks, and she was like, Oh boy, actually, to tell you the truth, so in the documentary, he seemed like the most normal. Mm-hmm. I was just like, He was, he nice. was, what happened? I would to him? say he seems like he's the most harmless. Yeah. He had a bunch of weird beliefs, but he didn't want any nonsense. He's the one that reminds me of the cult in Parks and Rec. Like that he'd be out there whittling the flute. Yeah, he would. Waiting for like the alien to come down. You're right. He would. For sure. That just, he seemed really nice. And I'm sad that they didn't stay together. Amarev. But yeah, so that was her like, so she, she ends up carrying over her like, her bad taste in men and her like bad relationship issues like this is like the start she of it goes in to the polar opposite though with that guy well but it's just it's just the start of it where she yeah. has to always be attached to a man oh always and so she's like she is i don't know if he called her that or if she started it the mother god oh she started that's it. right okay so she started that and then people latched on to well, it they before just that videos and wait before that she meets this guy. They talk online for like two weeks. And she's like, I got to move to Colorado. We got to get married. And he's like, yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. Because she's like 25 and very pretty. And he's 150 years old right. and looks like Willie Nelson on meth. And she goes, she, and then this is what she does. This is how I have it in the original podcast. On Thanksgiving Day, 2012, she is out to dinner with her family. They went out for that Thanksgiving. Good for them. No cleanup. And she's like, okay, guys, I'm leaving. She leaves the table at the restaurant and never comes back. And she had, wait for it, three young children. Right. Because in her hard dating life up until that point, she had several relationships with these guys that were not great to her and they produced children. Mm -hmm. She was like, I got to go. See you later go into the desert. And they were like, all right, bye. They didn't know she was leaving forever. They were like, bye, Amy. Okay, bye. And then she just never came back and they saw her on YouTube. They didn't even know she was leaving the restaurant. No. Well, I really? I think she she was was just just going outside for a smoke break. They said she she got up and left. I think she got up and left. Like they thought she was going. No, she, they said Mm -hmm. that she just got up and left, but that they thought she was like going to the bathroom. She just never came back. You know, she just left. Right. But that that was the thing. They were just like, it wasn't time to leave the restaurant. No. No, no. But then, but she leaves, walks straight out of the yeah. restaurant and takes herself to Colorado to live with Amareth. Yeah. And then there's this lovely montage of them looking at the clouds and saying every single cloud is a starship. Right. That's what they did. Right. They did drugs in the desert. And they walked around and they looked at clouds and they looked at nature. And they made out, which was really gross. Yeah. They were in love. But like, that was it. That's what they did. And you know what? That's harmless. Yeah. If you want to do psychedelics in the desert and pretend Mm -hmm. the clouds are UFOs, 
you're not hurting anybody. No. Live your life. I don't, I truly, I don't care if that's your life. I really don't. But that's not where it stopped because she's like, we have to bring our message yeah. to the people. Mm-hmm. Which people? All the people. All the people. All, all, of, all of the people. Yeah. So they start a newsletter called the Galactic Free Press. And this is when she says, okay, but like, because at first their belief was that God was in everyone. Everyone was God. Mm-hmm. You're God. I'm God. We all create the universe as one. That was a belief they had that everybody was spiritually tied together as one, which is like a common That's very common. Belief. And yeah. that's a lovely belief. Yeah. I, I like that one. Mm-hmm. But then she was like, accept me because I'm more God. Right. And she was like, and so are you. But that's old because, guy. But that's because Robin Williams came to her and told her that. Oh, correct. Yeah, yeah correct. After Robin died, mm-hmm. he showed himself to her mm-hmm. and said, You are Mother God. Mm. Mm-hmm. go forth and prosper. And she said in Amareth, you are Father God. And yeah. We are the creators of the universe as we are all part of the universe. Mm-hmm. And Amareth is still like, yeah, we're all, we're all tied together. We're all, the universe is all of us. And also it's a lot of aliens. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, you're fine, dude. Yeah. You're so harmless. Yeah. And she's like, however, let's get on YouTube. And he was like, what is YouTube? Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> So she starts just like broadcasting herself talking every minute of every day. Then this is a thought I had. I forgot that I had it. It's truly so bizarre. She is young and beautiful, out in the desert, kissing this grisly old man with mess sores on his face. I don't know that there was an end game to this the whole time. I feel like she had like some sort of mental health event and just leaned into it. It wasn't the kind of break that's harmful at first, just weird and kind of nutty. But lots of people are weird and they never heard a fly. Having that ambition, you know, the McDonald's ambition, mm-hmm. which remained intact throughout and a platform in this case, like the internet, that was the deadly cocktail for her. Yeah. This is my thought at that moment. Yeah. So then they interview Amareth and he's like, so everybody was God except Amy. And then Amy thought she was more God than everybody else. And I was kind of like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He started to be like, you're feeling kind of culty right now. Yeah. And she was like, no, I'm right. Also, it's like sacrilegious to think of yourself as God. Yeah. Like more God than anybody else. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) And this is when she sounds like the McDonald's training video. Yeah. Because she starts doing these like YouTube, just her manifestos, I guess. And that is fully just McDonald's training. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's so good. (gasps) But then this is, so that's like how... Because I, I kept wondering, like, how did she get this following or like, but that, that's the start. That's the start. It's of also it. consistency. Like, I think, I guess I just, we yeah. just have to be online a hundred hours we, a day. We talk about that all the time. That's just what we're bad at. But if we were constantly going, I mean, that's what like the, the bigger podcasts do all the time. They have like a thousand podcasts that they, or they talk for four hours a day. Guys, but I just, I guess I have to be online all the time. You're going to have to, you're going to gonna have to tell gonna, me. This is all we have to do all yep. the time. Just talk about shit. Yep. But that's just what she's putting on a message. And I will say, like, sometimes when she talks, I can she it's not something that I would subscribe to. But I know plenty of people that the way she says things is exactly something that they are very attracted to. And she's she is good at it. She's good at speaking. And Uh, one of the other I think it was I think it was Hope's mom said the they were pretty girls in this cult yep. and they were all very good at talking 
Yeah. And they were like they were smart. Like they they were intelligent. They were good with their words. Oh, hope and, is not smart. But she well, will talk and she will present confidently. But that's what I mean. She's good with her yeah. words and she and it's clear and it's continuous. Yeah. Like it's just Yeah, that's true. Like like it, yeah, and it's confident. And um confidence is key, man. That's mm-hmm. my problem. I need confidence. Yeah. But that's what got her. She got like tens of thousands of followers. She did. But then, not yet, because through, we're skipping a step, through this first galactic newsletter is where they meet a webmaster whose name oh, yeah. is Michael Lamboy. Yeah. And Lamboy. Michael, Michael is... Michael, Michael, Angel, Michael, Angel, Michael, yeah. Miguel. Right. That one. Yeah. Michael, Miguel. Yeah. So Michael is what we have come to realize at the end of this whole thing is he's clearly the mastermind he of this entire the, he's cognizant of everything he's doing yeah he is he, he, is he ran sure. the show he did run the show financially 100 percent. he did financially yeah so we find he out he did not invest he, in the madness after a point no he correct. just invested in the money correct. um i also love that they are very much like we met him and he's like a web designer and he did marketing for us and and it was just so wonderful so we got our website up and we got all this stuff I mean, it's a shitty looking website. Oh, it's, it's terrible. Awful. It's awful. It was but so I hard to navigate love, too. Oh I just, but I love how proud they were of oh, it yeah. and how proud he was of it. It's one of those He's things like, that's I really like. came and like made it something. Yeah, it's like purple type on pink yeah. background and there's glitter yeah. and it's so hard to read. And apparently he's the one that came up with the love has won. Like we need to like no, get something No, that's snappy. Andrew. Oh, that was he's Andrew. He's next. Okay. He's next. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. that's right, right, right. Andrew. So, so she finds Michael and he's the archangel Michael. And I think for a hot minute, he's another father God. Because like, she's like, there are more than one father God. And there's only one month. Yeah, there's only one mother, but like there's yeah. probably a lot of father gods that need yeah. to come here and sleep with me. And that'd be great. Thank you. Bye-bye. So then she has him, but he, I think he very quickly establishes himself as like all business. Yeah. I'll be your archangel. I believe in this, but how are we going to like, I'm running a business. Right. He was always running a business, but he did ground her in her delusions all the time. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. So have Michael Lamboy. And um, I had another thought. All these people think the internet is a beacon of truth and that all of the conspiracy nonsense they read is the absolute truth. That's the thing you have to remember about everybody in this documentary. They think that the internet, every part of the internet is Mm fact-checked. If they read it, it's true. Because it's been published and peer-reviewed, obviously, on on the freaking dark web or whatever they're finding. Not even the dark web, just the stupid web. Like, look at this 4chan article. 100% real. Yeah. No, guys. No, this is not like a publisher. Nobody vets this. It's anybody can put anything on the internet. So then she's like, I feel like I may have found another father God online, you guys. And I'm really excited. We should go meet him. And Michael Miguel is like, great. I don't want to sleep with you. Right. This guy, his name is Andrew. He is good looking and young. He is a disillusioned. I think he might be ex-military, but I don't remember. Not Andrew. No, no, no. He had like opiate addiction in his past. Mm -hmm. And he um, was just searching for something and he found a ton of conspiracy theory stuff online. And that, and he said the thing about the internet, like, oh, I found it online. So it's true. Mm -hmm. But okay. And that's the, that's, that's what everybody did. Yep. Every, every single person that's here, they, they went down rabbit holes. Yeah. And conspiracy theories and they all, and they were all searching for something. He said he started with 9-11 conspiracy theories and eventually Mm -hmm. it brought him to. Yep. Amy brought him to mom, you know, 
And he was like, oh, I love her message. And to be transparent at this point in the love has won, it's not love has won yet. In this point of their journey, she does preach, I am love, you are love. We are all about loving one another and coming together in a pure sense of community Mm -hmm. and just experiencing what the aliens and Robin Williams have in store for us. Right. So at that point in time, you're like, you are wild, but also you're just doing mushrooms in the desert and I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I want to be love. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go. So he's like, I need validation. I'm going to abandon my life. So he leaves whatever his life is. He gives all of his money over to Archangel Miguel Mm -hmm. for the cult. He is the new father God. Amarith, she left in the desert somewhere else. Right. Um, And so now she's with, with these guys. And Andrew is an interesting character. Yeah. Because he subscribes to her stuff to a point. He was in the army. He was ex-army. Several of them are. Okay. And as soon as he gets to to her, Mm -hmm. she's like, take all these mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Like a heroic dose of mushrooms. Like five times what you would normally need. And he trips balls for a really long time. And then she's like, also... We need to have a lot, a lot, a lot of sex. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't really like her at first. But then he was like, okay, but I'm down with this. So she must have been like very good at sex, which I believe she was no. real weird and no, damaged. No, 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 she wasn't. He what? said she was lazy. Oh, shit. He said, he said, she's very sexual. But if I'm honest, kind of lazy. <gasps> that, is a, that is a lot. Yeah. 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 Which is why I think. He is very much just like, like, I think he liked, he liked the attention. Right. He liked um, the feeling. Cause she, so the thing that Amy does all the time mm-hmm. is that she tells you that you're brilliant. She does. That's she the word. That's the buzzword. So Holly and I are constantly looking for validation. Always. She gives it. She gives it to everybody. Oh, all boy. And all of them, all of them said, no one has ever said these things to me. No one has ever that validated me. That made me really sad. Yeah. So she's doing that. She looks them straight in the eye. And this is something cult leaders do. This is something that like authority figures do. They look you in the eye Mm -hmm. and they tell you something like, like that. They do like. It's love bombing. Yeah. Narcissists do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you can just like, like plug the television in and they'll be like, you're brilliant. How did you know that that's all it needed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they were like, cool, 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 cool. But Andrew was somebody that was like, he, he was searching for something else and he found her and he was like, he didn't need, he didn't need to be like in power or anything but like he that. he did come with a lot of benefits. Well, no, he did come with a lot of benefits. But what I mean is like, he just, he was, it, that's why he didn't stay because. Well, yeah. But before we get to him leaving, we got to talk about what he was good at which was um, internet marketing and branding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a weird thing that she um, found another father God and he was an, an internet marketing and branding expert. Right. And yeah. he's the one that took them over and was like, this is, you're all over the place. First of all, intergalactic news, blah, blah, blah. This is too cumbersome. You can't have that. We have to mm-hmm. come up with something that is your message and we have to rebrand everything that is simple and easy to find and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where love has won. Now their love has won. Andrew came up with love as one. That's right. Andrew came up with love as one. Um, so he served a very, very important purpose. However, he could not fully subscribe to her being God. 
Well, once he realized, like, after a while, he mm-hmm. realized that, like, oh, she believes that she's God. Yes. And because, yeah. like, there would be times, like, he'd probably came out of, like, a high and was, like. Yeah. Oh, whereas, whereas Amy probably never came out of a high. She was probably no, always drunk. She definitely didn't. And but he stuck around things. for a little bit longer. Yeah. And, and the things that he added are pivotal. Yeah. So we'll get to them. Um, and I, don't, I didn't have that in any of our coverage at all. Right. So this is very interesting to me in general. Um, yeah, all of them were super fucked up all the time. Yeah. And they like got together in the desert in a house or whatever. And they like were just mm-hmm. convincing people to leave their lives, give them all their money. And then they would all hug and kiss and, and do drugs and mm-hmm. roll around. I also love, I remember Hope's mom was just like, I'd watch the videos and like, just see them all in a circle. And I realized then that it was a cult. Yeah, Because like, it was man. just like, they're just in circles. She was like, you know, it was like culty. It was like circles. It was real culty. <laughs> but, Which is so true. <laughs> it's very true. They did. And then like the dancing, the constant yeah. twirling and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Um, But one thing I did learn through research after you and I talked, because we said, oh, the cult members didn't do drugs and they clearly did every drug all the time. But you know what they didn't do? Didn't have sex. I, so I didn't think that they did. I thought they did. Because I'm like, they look like they're fucking all the time. But one of their tenants was abstinence. Yeah. A lot of cults have weird sex rules and they don't yeah. want you to have sex normally so that they can control when you have sex. Same mm-hmm. thing. Uh, I bet most of them had sex with Amy at one point in time. But um, yeah, they they weren't allowed. Because my my thing was where are all the babies yeah this is not my first cult rodeo I've read a lot about a lot of cults we don't cover them because my OCD will not let me say everything there is to say and that takes a really long time Mm -hmm. but we will don't worry but but there's always babies everywhere yeah there's no babies and I was like where they would be reproducing nonstop. even with only 20 people they would be 60 people within like a year yeah they weren't because they they, they preach abstinence yeah. as much as they're like like snuggling and like rolling on each other. They're not having sex, so this they're also why they were weird, so frustrated. Yeah, God, what are you doing? Yeah, that would be awful. That's why. Well, and this also makes sense. This is why the men all wanted to be Father God. Oh yeah, because then you get to have sex. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one guy that gets to fuck. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So at this point in time. Andrew says, we got to make money. I don't know how we're going to sit out in the world and like have these gatherings with all these people. Like we're getting money from them, but like we have to have income or we can't support this lifestyle that you're saying. So here's what we need to do. We need to charge for your sessions and we need to have some products Mm -hmm. because this is a marketing guy. This is a guy that makes businesses and brands. He knows what he's doing. So him teams up with Angel Miguel mm-hmm. are like, okay, let's get like some Yeah, they get all the merch and stuff like that. And then they have, they charge for her like, guidance yes online and um this was wild to me so it would be like they were just like weird numbers it would be like 22 dollars 88 dollars was a lot of it 88 i have a whole like four hundred thousand dollars you'd get for some of them which was crazy which is also like makes sense but yeah i just love the products that they had um and i and i'm familiar with like the items that they bought like the so you you thought like, oh, they were just getting like dollar store things. It looks like Dollar yeah. Tree lotion put in a different bottle. Yeah. It's like no. red or glittery or like. So they were buying from, so Candle Science was one of them. I order stuff from there all the time. Uh, but there's like, which I mean, they're a legit company, but that's like you can get fragrance oils and essential mm-hmm. oils and stuff like that. So no, they're like buying from these bulk 
places. Right, that they claim and, to probably hate. It's like capitalism oh, or something. Oh, for sure. Like, it <laughs> definitely goes against, oh, yeah. Some of it goes against, like, what they're preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so I just love that, that they're, like, just throwing, you know, like, pre-made lotion with, like, mm-hmm. glitter inside. And who knows? It might not even be skin-safe glitter. I mean, it probably is. It's probably okay. But, no, I'm sure it's I not. I mean, it, well, if it's coming from those crafter sites, it has to be. But, yeah. But there is most likely a lot of toxins that they're using and some of that stuff. I couldn't see all of it. But it just made me laugh when I saw, like, the candle signs. And I was like, woo. Oh, no. <laughs> Keep their names out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I love all the merch that they have. <laughs> Oh, the merch is wild. It's so good. It's Yeah, it's nuts looking. So the, now they have more of a brand. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take this little moment to read to you what she claimed to be. And I think I have what she did too. Like the, these like surgeries, which we'll get into in a second because they skip it totally in the documentary. <laughs> but when we covered it, if you listen to the episode, you'll hear a lot about it. But we did. I mean, I found out exactly what she did. And she said she performed something that she called etheric surgery, which was done That's right. over Zoom. Yeah. Where she could cure cancer, um, any disease or illness. She could cure like, where is it? Vaccine toxins, mm-hmm. any disease, any chronic or acute illness. She could take microchips out of your brain. She could fix brain damage. She could fix neurological issues or disorders. And she could uh, remove tumors. Mm-hmm. And so she would meet with you online for this period of time yeah. and then be like, what's wrong? And then she'd be like, that's $88 or like, oh, that's $400,000. Mm-hmm. And then she'd just like close her eyes and fix you. Right. Right. Done. Right. Like she did this to people who were really sick. So that's another okay. thing they never say one time. Right. No. Well, yes. Yes. And also mind you, so I'm remembering when we did this episode, mm-hmm. like that, again, this was all, this, this got really big during COVID. Mm-hmm. So the Zoom stuff was like very normal to do. And there were other people, there were other healers that did a lot of these Zoom things. Mm-hmm. And so it was just the idea that you could like move your energy there. Like if you were doing Reiki work and other things like yep. that, that you could do it from afar. Um, but that, I mean, that's not like a new thing really, because if you think about like people that might practice like witchcraft or things right. like that, they can like move the energies yeah. and they don't have to be in the same sure. room with you and they can like push that and like Reiki is supposed to be you're just utilizing energies in but the you're world. not but performing surgery where you remove tumors well she was yeah but Reiki doesn't <laughs> nobody's like I'm no. a Reiki practitioner well, no, because I'll anybody, get rid of your tumors any real yeah. practitioner knows that they can't make claims like that no. it's not it's no she was illegal it's to super illegal claims. That's what I'm saying. Like, there are my far more damaging things that she did mm-hmm. than they allude to in this documentary. Like this shit. Right. Where she's like, if you have, like, stage four cancer, I will heal you. Right. Give me $400,000 and I'll make you better. Right. There, I don't know how many people are out in this world who she did that to who then just died of cancer. Okay. It just, um, a person that would have spent $400,000 was definitely, uh, what's, uh, Jennifer Cooley. Did you watch? She didn't. Sorry. The the actress. Jennifer right. Coolidge? Coolidge. Oh. Okay. The the actress Jennifer Coolidge. Love her. In White Lotus. What an icon. Her character would absolutely be like. Just every yes. Jennifer Coolidge character yes. would be like, mm, yes, yes, bring it on. <laughs> I love it. How much is 400 and up? 
Yeah, again, these are people with more money than brain cells, but mm-hmm. you know, they or or people that are desperate. That well, happens just, too. They're just desperate. They're yeah. desperate. They're some lonely. of them are. They're they're searching for something. Yeah. So they are cranking now. They are mm-hmm. making money hand over fist, and you know what she does with that money? She buys herself some dress up. Oh my god, I love her <laughs> clothing choices. Plastic Sierras, so good. That Belle. The, um, her Beauty of the Beast Beauty cosplay. Beauty of the Beast cosplay. And when she has her like jelly like. Oh sandals. my God. Her plastic shoes. She's like <laughs> looks like a giant child. And I'm all about inner child work. And if you're older and you need to heal from trauma, please go pick up a hobby that you weren't allowed to. But like that's nuts. It's so good. She has, gives. She's giving Gypsy Rose when she was under the control of her mother a little bit. Yeah. It's rough. But she's like, I win. I have all the money in the world and I'm going to buy necklaces. But she wears on her head. Can we talk about the fact that she wears a necklace on See, her head? I know that you are like stuck on that, but that makes sense to me. The all like that's like a hippie thing to do. Not with like a black well, corded no, I necklace. Mean, that's what that she's she doing. Just, like, but yeah, for sure. There's jewelry that you will wear on your head like a pendant that's and what it's she's beautiful. Doing. Some of them are beautiful. Hers, she's you can taking see, Indian culture. She is cinching the tie on a necklace and it's hanging out the side and it's on her forehead. I mean, she's not good at it. She doesn't have great fashion sense, but... It's terrible and it makes me really mad. You know, in her brain, she's like, I look just like Lord of the Rings right now, but she looks like a scary nightmare. Yeah. Anyway, so then like she's doing it. Mother God is in peak form and she's like, I got to recruit a team. So then she's like, let me get a faith healer. This crazy girl who goes by the name Archaea Faith at this point. Yeah. What's her real name? Do we remember? Do we need to know? Mm-hmm. I forget. I have it, but she no. Really she's just matter. Faith. Her name's Faith. She <laughs> is like a very wackadoo, woo-woo, yeah. cosmic believer. But she starts off like, like in the video, all, all these girls, they start off so cute on camera and then they just... Oh, then they just deteriorate. They, they, yeah, they age so It is up. Yeah. So she gets Faith. Faith's her faith healer. Cool, cool, cool. And then she gets her to, you know, greatest disciples um, mm-hmm. who they, I mean, Faith is not her real name. Hope is not this other girl's real no. name. Aurora is not the other girl's real name. But these these become her A-team. And then, wait, my favorite is Aaron, who's just like, what's in a name? Aaron is the saddest of the lot. Aaron really is. Aaron's saddest. like, I brought my children with me and everything is fine. And I was raped a lot as a child. And she taught me that was great. Yeah. I I want her to be deprogrammed more than anyone else. Anyone else. Oh, my God. And then the fact that her mother, Aaron's mother, came and picked up the children. And then Aaron was like, and then I just didn't see my children for several years. And it's just been really hard. She's with them now. She's with them now. But it sounds like she's still She's still culty. Yeah. I mean, maybe her mother died. Oh, God. I hope not. Maybe that's why. So that's when we pick up all of our disciples. She picks up her A-team. They come to the house that she has. She's rented some kind of property out in, I think they're in Oregon at this point. I don't know. They have like five different locations. It doesn't matter. They're in one of their desert locations. And she's like drawing in all her people. That's when she gets the ginger guy who's like, I just wanted to hang out. It was a good time. Yeah. I like drugs. And she gets the two like militant women who go by um, Hope and Aurora, who do all of her mm-hmm. videos, and she gets the faith healer. And they, like now, now we're now we're really right. getting there, right? Okay, cool. Here's what I like about Hope. She cleans. She does clean the whole time. Yeah. That's how she becomes part of the A-team. Right. And I liked it because it 
it would get real dirty in there. It, it was, was filthy. It was getting dirty. It was awful. Yep. It was a crack den. It was a crack den. Correct. And then she started to clean it up. Yep. Yeah. And it looked really nice for some of probably for them not 45 having windows. minutes. And then they were like, oh, yay, more drugs. Yeah. She was like, I just did it every day. Probably until she started to get really high. Yeah. It was just like, fair. it's fine. But she was also like brushing Amy Carlson's oh, hair. She, became, yeah. she would rub her feet and put lotion on her hands yeah. and be like, you need to be cared for. And then Amy went, I she do. Did, she did. Everyone needs to do this. Yeah. Oh, and my second favorite thing was that when Amy's family was like, come home. And she goes, I can't because I don't want to put the weight on you guys. I need at least five people to take care of me. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. That was when she was sick. That was when she was sick. And they were just like, okay. Then don't come home probably. Yeah. That's fine. But listen, Instead like, of being like, you don't need five people to take care of you. No. You just need your mom. You weigh 75 pounds. Yeah. Uh, like, honestly, though, I mean, if somebody wants to clean my house and brush my hair and tell me I'm wonderful and kiss my feet and put it's lotion on validation. me. It's all validation. This cult should just be called validation. Yeah. I mean, like, if you guys want to make us a cult, validation. I'm probably not going to argue it. So, yeah, it's fine. I will not put a necklace on my head. I will. I'll do it. <laughs> just with, like, a zip tie to make yeah. it the right length. I can't. It's terrible. So Oh, God. So then all these women that she brings on to her team are like, we also hear Robin Williams. It's so weird. Right. He talks to us, too. This is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. What? Robin Williams talks and then to you Robin all? Said, I just love anything that started with, and then Robin said. <gasps> I know. It's terrible. <laughs> and then they saw a lot of these gatherings they have where they're all like drunk and high out of their whole mind. Yeah. Like, like, I've never seen people more fucked up than this. It's so I know. And they weren't all fucking. I, yeah. That will never not blow my mind. Right. You had that many people in one room that messed up. Yeah. With the lo- belief that love was coursing through their veins and none of them were having sex. Mm-hmm. That was a powerful bitch. Yeah. Whew. Oh, and all these people give all their money to them immediately. Oh, Savings yeah. accounts, mm-hmm. property, they liquidate all their assets and they give yeah. it to Miguel. Right. Because Miguel. Like, I'm doing good. Because Miguel set up a thing where everything's in his name. Amy yeah. is no one out. There's no cosigners. It is there's wild nothing. that nothing was in her name. Yeah. So wild. So then she's like, you know, I feel in my heart like I need probably another father God. Yeah. Pretty well, bored because, of these two dicks I have. Because, I need like another one. Yeah. Well. Oh, Andrew, Andrew leaves. Andrew's leaving. And this hottie John comes on to the scene. Andrew also leaves tragically. He does. Because they're like, they made it out that he was against them because he kept saying, you're not God. Yeah. And then Amy would say, maybe I'm not. And then Miguel would say, no, no, shh, 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 shh. No, you you're are. God. You're God. So they eventually like, he's against you. Yeah. And he says, she thought I was fighting her, but I was fighting for oh, her. That's so sad. Ooh, that's a bullet. Yeah. And then this is also where this documentary is a little uncomfortable because it's like, he still seems like he, he's still a conspiracy theorist. For sure. He just lost the love of his life. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so then that guy, John. Who, who is an ex-military. He's a soldier yeah. and he's uh-huh. the same kind of thing. Like, oh, I'm like disillusioned by the yeah. army. I'm looking for conspiracy. And again, I'm he comes in looking cute and then he no longer Downhill, does. dude. No longer does. Way downhill. Um, But yeah, he becomes Father God for a while. Yeah. At this point, he's a father god. He does get demoted eventually. Yeah. 
Um, and she's she's having sex with him 100% for sure. And this is the point where she goes, we're going to live stream everything we do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Live stream all of the time. Yeah. This is akin to um, like cult behavior where they do stuff with sleep deprivation, which she also mm-hmm. employs later. But like, if you think someone's watching you 24 hours a day, that's exhausting. Yeah. You are not, your your mind's going to go right out the window. Yeah. You won't know, you never, That's that means you but never it was rest. Also, but it's also um, to make sure that they stay on like their path. Which we need like, to, to do. be watched. Yeah. Get us on the path where we're mm-hmm. watched. So, um, oh, my notes say, wait, Trump is a good guy and Hitler worked for the light. Q uh, movement is life. Fuck me. These are my notes. <laughs> yep. And then they they spew off a litany of products that they use. They're like, we have lotions and shampoos and oils and tarot cards and peeling and everything by our stuff and also put silver in everything. What? Right. That should have been a record scratch because the silver is like a next level bullshit moment. Yeah, but that wasn't weird because it was COVID and that whole, all of that was out. Ding, ding, ding. They're like, what we need is colloidal silver. Yes. Okay. Which people think is like God's gift to everything. And they mm-hmm. say you're, it's antimicrobial, antibiotic, and it fixes a silver deficiency in your body. And here's the thing, you guys, you don't need silver in your body at all. Mm-mm. Not Not one time. But they decide that that's what everyone needs to keep them safe. And as Leslie said, it's COVID and everyone's terrified. And at this point, Andrew, what the fuck, was also saying that it was like other other people like this were saying you needed colloidal silver. Yeah. Um, and so... I forget because I kind of forget what it does. I think it like breaks down certain proteins in your body. So there's like, there is a there is something that it does. It is antibiotic in some but, cases because if you put silver in a dressing for wounds, that's yeah. the thing we well, actually do. Thing. So I think that it is, there is no scientific evidence that it has any beneficial when ingested. Yes. But when applied topically. To a dressing. There are, there are benefits to it. Yeah, in, a, in very specific uses and, and before we had better medicine. Yeah. So if you were using this tincture in the Civil War era, on addressing for a giant terrifying wound, it was helpful. Right. And then I remember, so when I did massage therapy years before COVID ever happened, one of the women I worked with talked about colloidal silver. And it was like, it was a tincture and you would get this tiny little one ounce bottle and it was like you would take one drop a day. And that was it. That was it. Yeah, well, first of all, you shouldn't every day mm-hmm. any of it because it does just accumulate. Even a drop a day, yeah. it accumulates in your body, which we find out later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should never be taking this every yes. day. Again, like you said, topically in mm-hmm. a situation wherein you need a dressing that is sterile yeah. and had antibiotic properties in the late 1800s, 100% appropriate. Yeah. We are none of those things. No. Not, but, a, not I mean, a one. But yeah, but that's just like what these people are doing. Right. So they decide they're going to latch onto this. And I'm just going to give you a little colloidal silver information because I feel irresponsible if I don't. Silver is not an essential mineral in humans. There's no dietary requirement for silver. You can't have a silver deficiency. There's no evidence that colloidal silver treats or prevents any medical condition. And it can cause serious and potentially irreversible side effects such as argyria, a condition where the skin turns bluish gray. We see that come back. And in 1999, the FDA banned colloidal silver sellers from claiming that it had any therapeutic or preventative value for the product 
Although silver-containing products continue to be promoted as dietary supplements in the United States under looser regulatory standards applied to supplements, the FDA had issued numerous warning letters to internet sites that have continued to promote colloidal silver as an antibiotic or for other medical purposes. They, in fact, went directly to Love Has Won and said, you have to stop endorsing this substance. Mm -hmm. So it's not great, but they decide they also make it. Right. That feels nuts to me. They're yeah. not buying it. They're making it. Which is not nuts in the Tell sense me about of it. other people make it all the time. But, but they shouldn't either. They shouldn't. No, nobody should make it. Um, definitely not. And but and then it's just weird to me, like, how it's made. Tell me. So they would buy. So I don't, I don't know how they were making it. Right, because they could have done anything, you guys. They were doing but it in the kitchen of their weird house. Right. Essentially, the cleanest way would be to, like, get some gold or silver bars from, like, a jeweler. And then you yeah. would, like, like cut them down. Like, you'd be, like, little flakes right. and pieces. There's no way they were Into, like, a jar of water, that a distilled water. And then you would essentially, I think you're just, like, electrocuting it. Yeah, you, like, like run a water. current through yeah, it or something. Yeah, you're just running a current through, like, an ACDC, I don't know. ACDC was yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, that's it. And then you just do that for a certain period of time. And if it starts to taste metallic, that's, like, that's your notice that you've gone, like, a little too far. Got it. But, so it should never taste metallic. But then you'll kind of get, like, the timing down, whether it's 30 minutes or an hour of just, like, this current running through it. And so it's, it feels like you're just like boiling it in, mm-hmm. really. And then, then you can just... You have this that's liquid tincture. that's like little tiny, tiny tincture. silver flakes that have been like electrified. I don't know. Yeah. But that's it. That's the, that's the entire... That's but, how uh, make it. but fun fact, if you're not using silver bars or yeah. silver you got from a reliable source, you're using silver from, say, like jewelry. Yeah, it could be really unsafe. Or you're like all these other shiny silver. Well... The main thing you can get in there is nickel. Yeah. And nickel is um, a substance that should be ingested less than silver. Yeah. And it's something that a lot of people are very allergic to. Right. A lot of people react to nickel. And uh, if you if you drink it, a lot of times it immediately gives you a big rash. Right. What did Amy have first? A rash. Big rash. Yeah. Yeah. I also love. <laughs> that Hope is very big on her YouTube is talking about colloidal silver. <sighs> and she says how, um, you know, the the healthcare industry is saying how, like, it's just terrible for you because, like, this one person drank too much of it and it turned them blue. Well, they definitely, they definitely had too much of it. Like, that was on them. And if you use it correctly, that won't happen. Well, then why are they watching their leader turn blue? Turn Fucking blue as hell, too. Not a little blue. She's just really blue. blue. She just is blue. I. She's a gorgeous Cerulean. Yeah, it's mind mind boggling. Yeah. Hope straight up says they say it's gonna turn you blue. It doesn't fucking turn you blue. Yes, it does. It's turning your blue. It does turn you blue. You're gonna have to eat those words because it fully turns her blue. Notice none of them are blue. So this is what, right, because they're not taking it. No, they're not. Because they're watching her turn blue. Mm Mm-hmm. Amy is clearly 
Amy, the mother god and father god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are clearly the sickest of them. And the and the father god that I'm talking about is the next, is the last one. <laughs> Where you get to him in a hot second. But they're clearly the sickest because they're the ones doing the most drugs, drinking the most, yeah. doing meth, doing, I mean, I don't know that Amy was doing meth. No, she, but she might have. But the next the father other, god did meth on weekends all the time. All the time. But... The other members, I do think there is some truth to not that they weren't doing drugs, but they were not doing it on the same scale. Yeah, that, no, I agree. Like, and there was none of them were like, drinking like she was like, drinking. I'm sure, like, they might have just been taking mushrooms and smoking weed. She was drinking pint glasses of vodka. Yeah. Just like one after another. She was just the drinking, drinking really in the end did, did Amy in big time. Yeah. So I think that that's why she was always sick and they always had to keep taking care of her. Like, like these other members weren't sick. True. So then we get to, after we do the silver business, they talk about how they're promoting it, they're taking it, they're making it. They introduce the, the like, little tag to part two. And don't worry, you guys, we've covered a lot of the two and three stuff already. And the teaser is like, the next father God. Yeah. The last father God. Yeah. A man without whom? Amy would still be alive. Okay. And they have this crazy montage of, of him, like, getting out of a tub. Yeah. He's wet. He's glistening. He has on an ankle bracelet that's mm. probably tracking him. Yeah. He has a long ponytail and weird barrel-chested abs. And he sits down with this big, terrifying Cheshire crack grin. And then he's like, I am father of all creation. Grinds his teeth. Yeah. And there he is. There he is. Father, glory. fatherist God. Yeah. We should all be following. Yeah, his name is Jason Castillo. <laughs> regular we, guy. We get to part two and he's like, <laughs> eating a slice of pizza. Yeah. And he's like, I worked at a blockbuster in Vegas. Yeah. I love that. Quick detour. I have a fun detour to take us on. And it's a Reddit feed wherein his friends from when he was not Father God okay. talk about what he was. Okay. And it is fun. So let me let me go. Okay. I knew Father God is the name of the name. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love that. I just saw the documentary where Jason was introduced. Something was nagging me that I knew this guy. He then mentioned he was from Wisconsin and it clicked. Now wait till you find out where he's from because it blew my mind. Around 2008-ish, I was quite the degenerate and was getting into smoking weed and drinking. I was about 16 or so at the time. A few of my buddies and I noticed there was a head shop that opened across from the parking lot we could smoke weed in after school in West Allis, Wisconsin called Twisted. Being underage, we would have a hard time finding places that would sell us pipes, so we decided to give it a try. We walked in and were greeted by three guys named Chris, Jason, and Dietz. Nice. They had no qualms about selling nitrous oxide, salvia, and other paraphernalia to us miners. Naturally, we became frequent patrons of their fine establishment. Jason always stood out to me because of his mannerisms, which I absolutely picked up on in the doc. He is so twitchy. Yeah. According to the Three Stooges, they moved to Waukesha, where everything awful happens. Right. I'm so sorry, Waukesha. I'm really sorry, but I've covered so many cases where a terrifying thing happened in your town. Yeah. Oh, God. And set up shop in West Ellis because they got in trouble writing bad checks somewhere in northern Wisconsin. My friend and I spent the next month hanging out there after school. I purchased ecstasy, oxycodone, and LSD directly from Jason. He was my introduction to harder drugs. My friend group frequently did nitrous oxide in the back room of their head shop. Side note, I continued down that path for quite some time, and I'm happy to report that I've been clean from all mood-altering substances for the last seven years. 
Thank you, Reddit friend. Well done. We love you. Good sobriety. <laughs> a few weeks, a few of my friends frequently bought Xanax from Jason and Chris, and I wondered where Amy got Xanax later. That's where. At their apartment in Waukesha, two of my friends even spent the night there once. After they spent the night, I remember them saying that they had a room upstairs that locked from the outside. They assumed they were growing weed up there or something. One day, both Chris and Jason disappeared. Dietz was the only one around at the head shop. He explained that they were going to be closing and that the police entered into Chris's apartment to find an underage girl trapped in that room that locked from the outside against her will. Jason had fled the state. I spent the last day researching Jason Castillo and was able to confirm that he was convicted of writing bad checks in Dunn County, Wisconsin. I reached out to a few of my other friends from back in the day and they'll be watching the documentary to confirm as well. I am absolutely convinced that it was him. Now the feed goes on to have a bunch of people that were like, yeah, that was him. That's where he worked. I remember Dietz. I remember this other guy. I remember Chris. I remember the girl. All that shit happened. Wow. That is nuts. Because they say he has a rap sheet a mile long. He did a bunch of weird stuff. He sold drugs. He did drugs. Blah, 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 blah. He robbed some stuff. Uh, He was involved with a person who locked an underage girl in a room against her will. Does not feel very godlike. No, not not Father God. Mm -mm. However, uh, that's pretty illuminating in my mind. Yeah. Crazy. Pretty wild. So then Jason talks about like how great she is for a long time. Jason's batshit crazy and he's like part of the cult and she's like loves him because he has a pretty face apparently. Yeah, I don't I don't think any of these people are. No. Yeah. I also love when the documentary talks about well they they're just like she loves she loved a man with a pretty face and it and it goes through like the montage of all the men and they are when they grisly. Say, when they say pretty face they land on John who at the time he was just looked so rough with his little really rough and his big nose. Yeah, it's not it's not a good look. It was just really funny. So she brings <laughs> in Jason and like now that I know he was a drug dealer, that's 100% why. She always right. brought in people she could gain something she yes. wanted from. They don't say that in the documentary. They don't say he was a drug dealer and he brought drugs. Yeah. They say he was involved and he did a lot of drugs. No, he was a drug dealer. Yeah. Uh, and none of the members liked him. No, they didn't like him at all because he was like, we're not going to do any of this we love each other shit. Everybody's bitches and whores and all we listen to is real heavy, ragey metal. And I do sit-ups constantly. During his interview, he's just leaning back and, like, doing ab work. Oh, yeah. He's always working out. Always. He's got to keep that bod strong. I mean, that's his vessel, Holly. His trunk is defined in a weird way that is also, like, kind of yeah. barrel-chested from doing a lot of substances. Yeah. But that's it. It's very strange. He's, he's I don't know what to say about this guy because I'm afraid he might find me and kill me. But then Amy goes one further with this guy and she goes, he's the true father. Mm-hmm. So, John, military guy, you're now like the father of the, what is it? Multiverse. Multiverse, because she was watching Spider-Man real quick and she was yes. excited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you're not father God anymore. Demoted! And um, it's just Jason. But yeah. then Jason starts going away on the weekend to do meth all the time. Yeah. She does not love that. No. Doesn't love it. Fights with him a lot. She's like, you gotta stop leaving to do meth on the weekend. now they're just having like, the grossest, oh, like their relationship is so toxic. Correct. And that's just what it looks like. It just looks like that. It's just like mom and dad have this like really toxic relationship. It does. And there's just a lot of kids in the house that just need to go like, like foster care is going to take like. <laughs> Correct. 
Like, Dyphus is going to get called. Yep, Dyphus is coming in <laughs> to take everybody. Oh, they also talk about how he eats raw eggs all the time. Yeah, they're like, he's like six raw eggs. Every morning to help him get large. Yeah. Um, That's how you do it, though. It's good protein, good choline, helps with the brain. Gaston tells me. Yeah. Um, So after we have the montage of Jason Castillo, yeah. they go back to talk about Amy's, like, before cult times a little bit. And that's yeah. when we see her doing her jewel impression in a karaoke yes, bar. It's so good. She also has Jules' hair and like Jules' dress and she sings a Jules song and she smokes a cigarette in a bar because <laughs> plot twist, you could do that a long time ago. <laughs> and then they're like, and then every boyfriend she had, which was all of the time, was horribly abusive. Shock surprise. That's when they tell us that she has three kids. Now, this documentary will go on to say a hundred times that she has two kids. She has three kids. Right. The other one just doesn't talk to anybody. And I respect that. I wouldn't either. Yeah, that's like the youngest one, too. So my theory is that the so her two kids, the middle child, Maddie, was five years old when um, Amy left. Yeah. And so it, there's a younger son. Yeah. And so my and theory, an older son. Who well, yeah. But the younger son. Yeah. I assume just doesn't remember her. I think that's probably for the best. I also think that the other two, um, their primary custodian was Amy's mother. Yeah. I think maybe the third one actually had primary with their dad. Yeah. Because then they wouldn't be in this like unit. Yeah. You know, I could be wrong. But to me, it seems like, oh, they seem kind of removed. So maybe they were they were raised differently. Yeah. But anyway, we find all this out about her. We also find out that she like, said it was like a supreme and horrible sacrifice to leave her children, but she did just walk right the fuck away from yeah. them. But her mom was like, but I really liked the kids. So I was fine. Right. All right. She also starts to call everyone bitches and whores, which is totally Jason Castillo language. Yeah. I really it does. It, this is, it is when it turns, though. All the members say it's like getting like. Yeah. They don't now, even like it. They're, they're like, still... it's not love anymore. Yeah. But love they're still in win. it. Like, they're yeah, still they are still in it. They're they in it for a while, too. Yeah. Then they cut to like Jason. She was like, she's pissed at Jason. He's doing math all of the time and we hate it. And it's him in the woods with these two other guys, like screaming, I choose to live in love and rocking back and forth. That was so weird. He could not. No, I've never seen anyone who looks more unstable than this person. Like, if you, I don't, yeah. Look up it's the definition so, of unstable. It's, so it's this guy. It's really uncomfortable. So, can you imagine so the upset weird. he He's created in this hippie community? Around, like being weird, punching shit, and screaming. He's always orchestrating with his hands. That's like, true. Yeah. And screaming and like saying, yeah. and like he's, he's the one that starts being like, well, we have to insult these people and break them down. Yeah. Which is the, like a cyan and it's another cult's tactic. Yeah. But that was never their thing. That was not their mission statement. Yeah. Their McDonald's mission statement was that they <laughs> loved each other and they were a team yeah. family. Yeah. But Jason came in and he was like, no, we're a fucking dictatorship. Right. And that changed it all. When are we going to talk about the things that she buys? Not that she buys, but the things that she is given. That's my favorite part. Her gifts. Oh, it's my favorite part. We're almost there. Mom, what's a go-kart? Are we talking about that yes, part? Just like, okay, so they have all of these followers. And then they're all, they're asking for things to give to mom. Like they're donations. Like you have to give gifts. Like, you know, like you're. Yeah. Like your sacrifices, your gifts. Well, that's like, part of the angry need, evolution. Well, that's, yeah, which is like happening at this point. It's, we're right about to go over the, over the turning point where she starts to be like, wait a minute, 
I deserve stuff. Yeah. Because she does this thing with Jason. This is the craziest shit I've up to this point where she's like, we got to get away from him. He's batshit crazy. He's on meth all the time. He's punching people. He's eating eggs. We have to leave. Yeah. So they leave. They leave. Her and her like A-team run away to Oregon. And she's like, listen, Jason, if you really wanted us, you'll find us. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. And then he does. Six months later, yeah. staggering through miles and miles of desert and That's, wilderness. Yeah, I thought that was so funny. finds them. And she's like, yeah. Before that, she was escaping a man that was horrible and terrifying. And then she's yeah. like, couldn't be happier to find him. Right. So then like, I, th- I, I think at that point, she just like goes all in with him. Yeah. I think that's when that's all in. And then it becomes, I don't feel good because I'm taking on the pain of the world. I brought in this man because he is darkness and I need to oh suck up all of the darkness in the world because I'm the only one who can do it. And I deserve stuff. When she's just crying all the time. Yep. That's what, I think crying. that's when this happens. When yeah. she's like, okay. You got to make some kind of balance out of this. Yeah. So she gets herself an inflatable hot tub. Oh, my gosh. When they're on camera, like, talking to their their followers, and they're just like, where is mother's go-kart? Mom wants a go-kart, you guys. I need you to raise and enough money like, to get mom a go-kart. Like angry at them. They're just like, where is it? She deserves a go-kart. Fuck you guys. Get the, And you know what they got? A go-kart. They got a go-kart. Mom yeah. was riding around in that go-kart. And they got that hot tub. She was sitting in her little inflatable hot tub, just her, only ever her. Yeah. That's it. And you could maybe like brush her hair while she was yeah. in it, but that was it. So good. And she's starting to turn blue at this point. Yeah, for sure. She's looking rough. She's really getting weak. Yeah. She's staggering around. And she's saying yeah. she's like sucking up like a black hole, every bad thing in the world, all of the negative energy. She's doing this for humanity. And this is when she's saying, I'm beginning ascension. Mm-hmm. That is code for this is my slow, inevitable suicide that you're watching. Right. Because it was. She was really sick. Then that's when they start to talk about, like, sometimes she would be, like, in her room and we'd try to talk to her, but she was in an etheric meeting and we'd have to wait fully asleep. I love when they show it. Yeah, just sound asleep in bed with Jason, dead asleep, or he's playing guitar with a feather or some weird shit. So good. She's just sleeping. Yep. They also are like, she really needed very specific food. We weren't allowed to eat because we were supposed to eliminate the need to eat and sleep. Yeah. Because that's how you ascend a higher plane. But we had to get her whatever she wanted. She likes vegetables and chicken parm. And then, then she has a holy fit tantrum over someone not making her chicken parm. The chicken parm was so good. She's like, I asked for chicken parm. You didn't make it chicken fucking parm. At that point in time, the meatloaf. (laughs) At that point in time, in all of their videos that like Hope and Aurora are doing, because they still do videos every day, she is screeching in the background. It gets. And people follow her. They're not weirded out by this. They're just like, oh my God, she's suffering. And they casually comment on it in the videos. They're like, you hear mom screaming in the background? Yep, that's mom. She's really upset because she's sucking up all of your negativity. So maybe get her a go kart, bitches. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, maybe another oh go-kart. God, we need another go-kart. Then they have this little moment, and I love it so much, where they zoom in on this bug, and they're like, it's so beautiful. Look at the red. And it is a lanternfly. Yeah. What is it? What even is it? I love it. It came to us for specialness. And that's when they talk about the fact that cult members weren't allowed access to any money or to buy their own food. And, and that's when it starts to get a little wild. Yeah. Because they're all starving for a little while. Yeah. 
But they like, they're just like, it's crazy because like I lost like 75 pounds. I felt really good. They say the less you ate, the higher vibration you'll be on. Right. This is a Heaven's Gate quote. That's like directly from Heaven's Gate. Another cult. They just absorbed other cult stuff too. Well, because that's where they were learning it all from. It's wild. And that's when they have that poor woman talking about how she's grateful for her sexual abuse too. That was Aaron, right? Yep, that was poor, sad Aaron. My favorite person was Mary, the 60-year-old that joined. No teeth, no worries. She just was so sweet. Sad. (laughs) God, yeah. So things are getting a little crazy. And this is when she starts to get like really angry all the time. Like she's like berating people and screaming. But also it's because Robin Williams is mad. Right. She's mad all the time. As Robin Williams. Yeah, it's not Amy, it's Robin. (laughs) A man who was characteristically not mad to a fault. Right. So, all right. Then we have the little moment where Jason says, I killed her energetically. Yeah, he did. We (laughs) We know. (laughs) You did. (laughs) Then they, they talk a lot about how she's like a very heavy alcoholic at this point and she can't walk anymore. She's yeah. paralyzed from the waist down. I just can't get over when they're like aware and then also not aware. Yeah. All at the same. It's really bad. It's really bad. She can't walk. She's wasting away. Then we find out she has a long and storied history with anorexia. Yeah. So she's obviously got like this weird obsessive relationship with food. Yeah. And she's drinking nonstop and she's just chugging colloidal silver. Yeah. And she starts to look like a terrifying skeleton. Yeah. And they're feeding it to her. Yeah, they're like, just they're pouring just, it down this her is, throat. This is where, like, in the documentary, like, when you find out that they aren't, um, a, like, they get off on any charges of, like, murdering yeah. her. It You're feels also, a little wrong. It does. It feels a little bit wrong because there are, like, she legitimately asks for, at, like, one point, she, she does, asks for help. At, and they're just at, like, no. A bunch of points. They, she says, yeah. please call my family. Yeah. Please take me to the hospital. And they're like, a 3D hospital? Hell no. We're not letting the cabal have mom. But but she but it's her fault that that happened. Of course. Because she was like, don't ever she started don't this. take me there. Don't yeah. do that. Like, this isn't right. And so basically they're like, oh, sh- she's just a little weak right now, but we'll do, you know, that's Mom's not what Mom's speaking out wants. in desperation because she's yeah. taking on all of our pain, but we need to be strong and yeah. hold out. And then anytime she's just like, she like questions it, like, I'm, I, am I delusional? They're like, no, no, you're not. It's a very Jesus You're on the not, cross moment. Yeah. It's, it's it's pretty awful. And she also, like, her anorexia gets, like, pretty obvious where she's like, I have to be, I have to weigh 100 pounds to get on the starship. Because well, when Robin I ascend. Said. Oh, right, yeah, right, right. Robin you told know, her she needs to be 103.1. Okay, very specific. Mm-hmm. To get on a starship after she ascends. Yeah. So it means she has to die and then the aliens are going to pick her up. But if she weighs 0. 0.2, 103.2, we won't fit on the spaceship. Right, yeah. So, but it's okay because she she weighed 75 She weighed 75 pounds. So she had a really nice clearance on yes, that one. We yes. were good. Oh, my God. Now my, my notes start to get angry and rogue. I wonder why Hope gets to talk so much and why she gets to know so much. She just speaks in, like, facts. Like, everything she says are facts. Right. There's no basis in them. And mom didn't give her these facts. She just makes shit up. Right. She's like, well, mom is doing this and she's sick because of that, but we can't take her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, who made you that person? I know. And and mom is so very clearly dying and so very clearly wants out of this situation. 
this is when like the inmates have taken over the asylum, yes. basically. Yes. And yeah, then she created yeah. monster. And this is when I, I have it in my notes and I didn't remember this, but I guess this is when she starts saying she thinks she might have cancer. Okay. And that's right. Yeah. Um, Aurora says, for cancer, we recommend colloidal silver. Right. So they just double down on the silver. Yeah. Which is part of her problem. They say a 3D hospital is a death sentence. So they're they're really going nuts on this. Um, and then this quote got me too. They said nobody saw her as human, so they wouldn't help her. Right. Because they're like, well, you're you don't need that. Right. This is part of the process. Yep. You're well, ascending. Then we get to the third part. We talked to Amy's kids for a little while. I don't feel like we need to really touch on that. I feel bad for them. And then they decide what she really needs more than anything in the world as she's ascending is to go to Hawaii. Yes. Oh, yeah. When she goes to Hawaii and then just like upsets the entire. I've never loved Hawaii more. Yeah. Hawaii said, no, you should not. I know. She's just like, oh, I want you guys to like me. So I am your God. I am the goddess Pele. Yeah. And and Indigenous Hawaiians said, you're the fuck what? Yeah. No, you are not. They protested. They broke windows. They broke their cars. They, I mean, Hawaii said, get the fuck out. They yeah. were so mad. And they did. They like They had to leave. They right had to leave. That, that's when Dr. Phil was like, you want to come on my show? And yeah. they were like, we got to leave Hawaii. Oh my God, I totally forgot about Dr. Phil. We talked about it. In the yeah, we did. We did. Episode. I forgot about that. <laughs> So yeah, Hawaii, a number one, please spend all your tourism money there. They deserve it. And they defended the shit out of their indigenous culture, which I fucking love. That was great. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hey, 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 Dr. Phil, that's how we fix this. Yeah. So her family, she called her family. That's yeah. how desperate she was. She called yeah. her earth family. Yeah. And they were like, what? And her sister started tuning into her YouTubes and was like, oh my God, she's blue and she weighs 12 pounds. What right. the fuck is happening? Let's, Dr. Phil's the only way out. Dr. Phil's like, yes, I am, motherfucker. But he Look was at this. not. No, he wasn't. He didn't do anything good. No. They went on Dr. Phil. She said a lot of crazy shit. He, um. Let her say a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, but also made her look as crazy as she was. And then did not follow up with any um, mental health help, which yeah. her family thought he was going to do. Because yeah. he says he is. Yeah. They thought, well, okay, she's going to go through this and then Dr. Phil's going to send her away to like an inpatient situation. He did nothing, not one thing. Yeah. Probably because he was like, I'm not going to fuck with an actual cult. But also like, I mean, could could he? I don't know that he could. She's a grown ass adult. I mean, they could put her in an involuntary. They could have involuntary held her because she was actually killing herself. They could do it to Brittany. They could do it to her. Well, that's the thing. She was a, a danger to herself and others. That's yeah. the requirement. You have to be dangerous to yourself and or others. And she 150% was. If anybody needed to be in a conservatorship. And I think <laughs> if they put her on a 72-hour hold in a hospital when she was on death's door. Yeah. And they fed her and they gave her IVs and psych came in and they were like, you are dying. Do you want to die? I think she would have been like, no, I don't. I don't want to die. I, I right. really don't. And I, I don't. I think she would have had some treatment. Right. But I then think she would have gone back like, to it, but... I feel like her disciples would have come in and been like, the cabals got her. Well, exactly. <laughs> but then this is a real turning point in her appearance is when she starts to wear those clip-in extensions. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. She wore like yeah. My Little Pony extensions, sat in a baby pool. Well, she was just going off of her blue. It was just bad. It was yeah, a bad she scene. she was just colorful. She was a 
Yeah, doing good. And they're like, you know what? We should go back to Oregon for her dying because she's going to she's gonna die. At this point, every day she's like, I'm ascending. I'm going to ascend. I'm going to ascend. And she's so very clearly dying. Yeah. Then they had this one woman that came to the cult. I forget like why they kept moving around. Like I forget like People why were doing they... wellness checks on her. Yeah, but I just, that's true. People were coming in like hotel employees and stuff were like, mm-hmm. what this, you, there's a dying woman in here and yeah. we cannot no, have no, no, a dead no. body. I guess I remember, I understood that, but like why they kept, like, cause even, even the members were just like, why do we have to keep moving? Like when they were at like a, like a house. Oh yeah. They were just like, we shouldn't be moving. Like I forget why she felt like she had to keep Let me see. Well, Hawaii was because she wanted to be in Hawaii. Right. That makes sense to me. But then they were like, then we went here. And I do remember the last one, like when they went, was it back to Colorado or Oregon? Where were they at the end? Colorado. Colorado. That was Jason. Jason was like, let's go there. Yeah, because they had a house there and he was tired of camping. Mm, That's what it was. It was because they kept camping. Okay. So this is the point where we really see her very sick and she's actually like begging for help and they're saying no. And the one woman that ended up going into this cult because she had previous like cancer issues and medical problems said, I recognize advanced liver failure and that's what's happening in her. Yeah. If she wasn't blue, she would have been yellow. Yeah. That's just true. The only reason you couldn't see um, that her skin was yellow was because she was blue. Yeah. Um, And she couldn't move her legs. Yeah. So So she said- keep carrying her? I know. So Jason carried her everywhere. I do believe that. I feel like she was too weak. Well, so here's. So, did you watch um, Drop Dead Gorgeous? Yes. The movie. And remember the character that was anorexic? Oh, yes. And she was in the wheelchair. Yep, yep, yep. That's what was happening to her. Kind of. Yep. What was? What did she sing? What was um, her song? Oh my God. With the, with the Jesus. The, no. What was that song? Yeah. Oh my God. She sang it in the wheelchair, and I can't yes. remember right now. I'm really mad at myself. In, in arms. <laughs> I know. I really want to know now. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. It's really good. Because she's lip syncing it. So good. <laughs> don't, oh, don't cry That's right. out loud. Don't cry out loud. That's it. <laughs> she's so good. And she's just lip syncing it. Yep. It's In the so, wheelchair. Yeah. You're correct. That is exactly what's With happening. With the wig on. Yep. 100%. <laughs> 150%. Guys, if you haven't watched Drop Dead, please, what are you to. doing? It's impossible to find, yep. just so you know. Is uh, it? And do not click on the one that it's the porno. Oh, there is a no. porno. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible to find, but it's so good. I have the DVD. So, because, <laughs> because at this point in the documentary, they do tell us, like, you know, eventually she dies of a combination of anorexia, alcoholism, and um, silver. Uh, and they say they think her liver is shutting down. I took it upon myself to go, what does that look like? Is this correct? You know what, guys? It's 150% correct. Yeah. Because if you die of like advanced liver failure of like cirrhosis, you get real like swollen feet and ankles. And if you look at her feet and ankles, they're like huge. They look Mm -hmm. like soccer balls at the end of toothpicks. And you lose the use. You can have like weak muscles. I won't go through all of it now because we have a lot of time. But let me see if I have like a brief thing because I thought this was very interesting. It just basically describes her exactly. Right. So like it's, this is advanced cirrhosis. Fatigue. She was taking all of her meetings where Mm -hmm. she was just asleep all the time. Yeah. 
easily bleeding or bruising, probably. Loss of appetite, it's clearly part mm-hmm. of the anorexia too. Nausea, swelling of the legs, feet or ankles called edema, weight loss, itchy skin. She did say she had rashes. There were all those pictures mm-hmm. of rashes, which I think was a combination of like weird silver and like your liver just, if you're like the, your filtration system in your body is just purging toxins into your body, right. you're going to get a rash. Yellow discoloration, so she's jaundiced. We just can't see it. Fluid accumulation in the abdomen. We can't see that either. Uh, spider veins, redness in the palms of your hands, pale fingernails. How would we know she's blue? Uh, for women, absence or loss of periods, um, confusion, drowsiness, or slurred speech. So she has all of those things. She also has a lot of the symptoms of alcoholic ketoacidosis, which is like your kidneys, I believe, shutting down. Mm-hmm. Um, and ketoacidosis is something that advanced anorexia also causes mm-hmm. and overdosing on um, heavy metals like silver. Yep. So basically um, her her organs just started shutting down. Oh, for sure. And that's what was going on. It was just yeah. massive organ failure one at a time. It's like, you know, when you watch the watch Titanic and it crashes into the iceberg and then slowly the lights start to go mm-hmm. out one by one as it sinks. That's yeah. what's happening to her right yeah. now. She is the Titanic. And they're talking, then they bring this whole situation up and they cut back to Jason and he talks about her dying because plot twist, she's going to die in a hot minute. He pulls a feather out of nowhere, sticks it in his ponytail, pulls a tiny bottle of fireball out of nowhere, chugs it down, talks about how he energetically killed her. Yep. It is the most oddly dramatic moment I've ever seen in anything. He's so good. Yep. He's he's like really fodder for entertainment. So then they're like, okay, here comes the starships. Yeah. They're coming. They don't come. No. No. So they weekend at Bernie's her out to the desert. That was my favorite part. <laughs> um, when they are like. When they get pulled over. Glasses on her. They got pulled over. They got pulled over. They had her in the back seat sitting up. With sunglasses, sunglasses on. And like a hat. And she was Somebody like, had their arm around knocked. her. Yeah. And they were like. And they didn't know. They weekend at Bernie's her all the way back to Colorado. Because they. Well first out into the woods. They went out camping with her where everybody slept in a tent with her and cried in the woods for like three weeks. Yeah. And then they were like, well, shit, I don't know what to do. And Jason said, I'm very tired of camping. We're going to go back to our house yeah. that we bought in Colorado. Uh, and maybe, plot twist. maybe that's where they're going to pick her up. <laughs> and then they get notified that their bank accounts are totally drained. Right. Because Archangel Michael had taken all of their money. Yeah. So like, well, let's go to our house. It's his house. Right. They road trip back with their weekend at Bernie's cult leader, who is now been dead for almost a month and right. she's like a mummy then they bring her to the house they wrap her up in christmas lights they put her in her bedroom mm-hmm. and archangel michael is like fuck no mm-hmm. and calls the cops right and we are back to where we started and their reflection on this afterwards is like she completed the mission you guys she took on all the evils of humanity yeah, this is where the, and ascended. Well, this is where the documentary skips because it's like the whole time they're just like, like no one's coming down to take her and they're yep. supposed to, and she's supposed to be, her body's supposed to be taken. Yeah. The her aliens entire, are supposed to come from the clouds like and take her body. It's not her soul or something. No. It's supposed to be everything. So like she's supposed to come back into her body and then she is to be taken. Yep. And none of that ever happens, but they just, 
there's just a leap. Like, they're just like, it must have just happened, I guess. Like, I don't know where they are. I know. Okay they just like reset it. like an old Nintendo. They're like, nah, like she whatever. Said, okay. It didn't happen as we thought. I guess but, like, we understood ascended. the word wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We misinterpreted her. Yeah. She has ascended. Yeah. So the cops are like, I don't know who did what the fuck, but we got to take this body out of here. And they just end the documentary with yeah. like these people left. They all have their own branch of this cult basically now. They're mm-hmm. all online. They're all still doing this. Yeah. Um, the end. And I was left at that point going, what the ever-loving fuck? I know. I, um... I'm left with more questions than answers. Yep, same. For sure, which, you know, happens sometimes. But also, like, I can't find the answers anywhere. And, okay, something interesting that I found while we were, like, talking was, okay, so when the police come to the house Mm -hmm. and we talk about the, there were two children in the house. One was 13, one was two. We do know that the two-year-old was, um, because it's said in several areas that mm-hmm. it was Miguel or Mike or it was Michael's it was son. Michael's son um but I we could only find this on Reddit but it's like a whole thing a whole discussion and it's that, believable that Faith who was the healer yep that that it was Michael and Faith's son that and they was were there, married and they were married and so like again we're watching this whole documentary with like Faith on there and she's doing yep. a lot of talking and everything so it's like it's weird because I don't know, but none of these people are like working together anymore. Except, well, they they are. They there's like they Aurora they break and, into yeah, in like little segments. They break into little segments. So Aurora and Hope are they, they work still, together, and they're the ones that did videos together all along. Mm-hmm. They are so smug. Yeah, they talk Faith, so much loud bullshit. Yes. Faith goes off by herself again. So maybe she's living. She with still Michael. has the kid. If you you can find her her Instagram, and yeah. she has this kid. She has a kid. I the don't kid know that's the same kid. age and yeah. looks like he could have Michael's DNA. Yeah. And so a lot of people believe that because Michael had all the money in his name, like him and Faith like orchestrated this whole thing. And he, no questions asked, kept all that money. Oh, for sure. He just, he, everything was in his was name. His. Legally, there was nothing anyone could do. Yeah. They were left penniless and he just took all that money yeah. and moved on. Um, but my favorite ending to the whole thing. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, first I want to say, so Jason and John. The, Who Jason the, the spent a long time fathers. berating. Yeah, I know. I know. So <laughs> I also love when John, the fa- father multiverse, mm-hmm. was just like, I believe that I'm father God. And, but then she was like, you're not father God, you're father multiverse. You need to stay in your fucking lane. He was like, you're right. Yeah. And she also was like, you dumb fuck. Yeah. 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 Because that's when she was getting real ornery. It was so funny. He was like, I think that I'm father God and he's not father God. I just thought it was so funny. Yeah. That part. Um, but anyway, my favorite ending to this whole thing is the um, Commander Buddha. Oh, and no, that's what's right. His, uh, what's her name? Mary. Mary. She went by Mary, yeah. not her real name. Buddha and Mary, the like, they get together and they're like, they're, well, they they're live together. Friends. Yeah, they're, they're just roommates. And it makes it seem in and the documentary adorable. as though they are reformed. Like, they're fine. They're not. They are no. still fully immersed in this Oh, cult. for sure. But they just look so hard. They do. They look like they're just, like, living out their days chilling. Yeah. None of them are chill. They're all still very yeah. high strung and online all of the time. And a little epilogue, I just have a few things that I feel 
we need to add. They dramatically downplayed the danger of this cult. Yeah. In this yeah, documentary. We about that dramatically. So I want to I want to add one yeah, uh, an opposing viewpoint. So according to his June 10th, 2021 article in The Independent, Justin Vallejo said, quote, three days after Ariane, uh, Ariane, whatever, Witten's husband answered the calling of Mother God, he was found naked and alone wandering the mountains of Colorado in a dehydrated stupor gazing at the sun in search of light codes. And he was one of the lucky ones. With cactus needles tearing apart his feet and likely drugs diluting his mind, he had escaped Love Has Won long ago, long enough for his brother, or sorry, he had escaped the Love Has Won cult long enough for his brother to swoop in and take him home to the wife and two children he left in Mississippi to be with Amy Carlson in the fifth dimension planetary ascension. Quote, we were fortunate that he got kicked out because there are so many members that have been there for years, Miss Witten told The Independent. He didn't have the right energy. He wouldn't stop talking. That's how they phrased it, that he was in a shroom cloud on the wrong side of the mountain. Jason Castillo, Father God, said he had three days to fight the darkness. The Witten family escaped relatively unscathed beyond the $15,000 to $20,000 severance of Ms. Witten's husband's money that he donated to love his one and the lasting psychological scars he continues to carry. He lost his six-figure job, um, because he missed so many shifts to follow Love Has One's teachings during the height of the COVID pandemic last year. Yeah, that's, that is, it's dangerous. It they is. aren't just hippies in the woods. Right. So then this is about Buddha. You mentioned Commander Buddha. Um, Sezen Davy Kohler, a, fo- a former friend of Commander Buddha in their Daily Beast article, quote, my friend still believes in Mother God after the cult leader's tragic death, said, But it's not just the Love Has Won members who have escaped accountability for their inhumane actions as Carlson died in front of them. I believe the documentarian Hannah Olson shoulders a great deal of responsibility here too for sharing this story when cult followers are still fully devoted to Carlson's narrative. Not just that, but Olson has dangerously sanitized their message, leaving out the massive foundation of anti-Semitism that runs through their Holocaust denial and claims that Hitler was working for the light. That is a very succinct way of putting it. Yeah. She had, she is not thinking of the possible dangers of telling the story as empathetically as she is. Yeah. She's only seeing that she's treating these people with a certain amount of respect, but that respect has to also exist for the danger they've caused in the world. And I don't think she gave enough time to that. But then wouldn't like HBO also be? Yes. Oh, yes. They should be accountable as well. Yeah. 100%. For not being like, you need to include some of it. Because obviously she would have that footage to include, you know. Oh, and she did. She mentions well, in an yeah. interview I mean, that she, she has, has it. Yeah, and then she, she just so says, well, she I didn't want other Yeah, she said, I just didn't want people to focus on the fact that they were so anti-Semitic and alt-right. Um, why not? I mean, that's their message. That's what they believe in. I guess that's the thing. That's That's what I think is weird that you don't include because I feel like I feel like she, she knows it would make people fully... turn like want to be more um, uh, critical in how they see them. And she doesn't want them to see it. She doesn't want us to see them as critically. So she omitted stuff that would make us turn oh, on see, them. That's not, okay. So I didn't realize that specifically. I think that that's not fair. It's not. Yeah. I don't see that as being fair then to the viewer. It's not. Because she's not allowing us to have our own opinion about it. No, it's not fair. I, 
fully agree. Yeah. It's you are omitting extremely important information because it colors these people in a way you didn't want to color them to to further your narrative, which is not a hundred percent wrong. Which I don't really know what her narrative is. I'll tell is, you. Then. Um, okay, so here's here's some interviews with Hannah Olson. According to the Los Angeles Times, when asked about her documentary being another in a string of exposés on cults, filmmaker Hannah Olson replied, I don't even feel like it's a cult film. It's an American tragedy about disenchantment with the American dream and a search for a different reality and the way that a snake eats its own tail. It's a cult. And you need to say it's a cult. Because it is. Right. Jane Borden's November 14th, 2023 Vanity Fair article, Mother God, Robin Williams, and Alcohol as Medicine, Inside Love is One, explains Hannah Olson's views on Amy Carlson and the members of Love is One a little further, stating, quote, many who devoted themselves to Mother God were escaping one specific reality, according to Olson. This is a group of people who were traumatized by the healthcare system, the director says. One member arrived after struggling with an opioid addiction. Another found the group after losing his father to the same disease. One young woman joined after waking up from a coma to discover she owed half a million dollars in medical bills. Quote, love has one exists, says Olson, because people were searching online for how to heal their bodies and minds because they could not afford to go to the doctor. Many, if not all, were without insurance. The uninsured rate for American adults stood at 11% earlier this year. Reality doesn't make sense for a lot of people because of the enormous income inequality, Olson says. My generation has not inherited the world we were promised, the director is a millennial. Cold studies suggest that when predicted triumphs fail to occur, people tend to shift their realities to match their beliefs rather than the other way around. According to sociologists, doomsday thinking increases during crises, including natural disasters and societal shifts such as changing populations, technological leaps, and economic strife. In the film, Another Love Has One Follower discusses the trauma she experienced and witnessed following the 2008 mortgage crisis. In times of anxiety, we seek control. Quote, Amy's ideology empowered people to believe they could heal themselves, Olson says. At their heart, all doomsday groups are autocracies. It's another kind of escape, in this case, from the hard and messy work of democracy. We see cults when our realities feel out of control, then cede control upon joining. This is yet another way love has won deviated from the classic pattern. Its core follows followers eventually took the wheel while investigating the group, said Olson. I could tell who was steering the ship. This is partly how Carlson lost her life. It's overly sympathetic. Mm. She really wants to talk about how we have been wronged by the healthcare system and by a lot of things. And she's she's got good points, but she's just using this as a vehicle. And it's it's not the vehicle she thinks it is in some ways. Yeah, I think she... I think she failed in that way. For I sure. agree. And I think she... That was not what I... I mean, a po- yes, I, partly I I got that from right. this, but also that's not a new concept no. to me. That's yeah. not like... No, I agree. I think that that's something that anybody that kind of follows cults... And I don't like, think you could make a leap to saying this is about enormous income inequality because you had a lot of people who had a lot of money join this cult. It was not right. only people that were disenfranchised. No. So what are you, what point and are you also making? also she didn't really talk about, I guess that's the thing. She didn't really hit on those. No, she didn't talk about where they were coming from enough because we only yeah. briefly hear, I mean, we see pictures of them. We see this Hope and Aurora with families who had money in college, in law school, wearing fancy clothes with highlighted hair. They're not disenfranchised people that had nowhere else to go. No. All of, okay, everybody, the main people of this group, 
Mm-hmm. They all came in and like when they show their like Instagram pictures and everything, mm-hmm. like they're beautiful. Yeah, they are. Not anymore, they're but all they were. beautiful. And then, yeah, they, mm-hmm. and like you said, they all had money. They all had something because that's how Miguel got all this money. Yeah. I mean, and yes. And then I guess the, I would say it's the former members are the ones that like the, they yeah. were probably, the poor people were probably the ones that were like, oh. And I wouldn't even say that that it's fair to just say that Amy's ideology empowered people to believe they could heal themselves. That was part of it, yes. But there was another part of it that was absolute and total escapism. It promised a reality that just wasn't there. She yeah. said, you're going to come out in the woods. You're never going to deal with money again. You're going to do drugs all the time. You're going to be pure love. And you're going to ascend to a place where the UFOs are going to take you into the stars. We talked to Robin Williams. We talked to ghosts. Yeah. That is not just like, I'm going to help you help yourself. No, I mean, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of those um, religions like that where the idea is that like we're stuck on this plane until we're taken to like the promised land. Fair enough. I just think that the that Hannah Olsen has distilled this this cult, which is a cult. Oh yeah. She's distilled it into something that fits a message she would like to put across to the world. And I'm not saying her message is wrong. I'm just saying she's made it fit something she wants to say. Yeah. And it doesn't fit that. Yeah. Cause you're this is economic disparity. This is desperation. This is people who need help. It fits Trump supporters. That's mm-hmm. how Trump came to power because he gave voice to people who felt disenfranchised like that. But it doesn't totally fit them. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't explain away the horrible danger mm-hmm. that they possess. Like it, it doesn't, there is no yeah. excuse. There is no giving them this, oh, but, but, but. I also don't think that like this, this comes off as a typical cult to me. It's, it is. In- that's, so she was saying it that it that it wasn't because like the members kind of took over, but that happens a lot every time. It always happens because they they're the ones that want they they're the followers. Yep. They want to believe that message so hard, and they're being told, especially when it's like, you know, like don't take me, don't here are the here are the things that like you should and shouldn't do, and then when the leader is weak. Yep. And is like, oh no, do these things. They're like, no, we we promise. At we some promise point in time, to. there are more ants than grasshoppers, and you realize yeah. that's the case. There you go. And it happens in. <laughs> it's true. It happens yeah. in a lot of them too. And like, I go listen to our episode. I have mapped out in that episode in a pretty clear terms how this fits every single bullet point yeah. of a cult. Yeah. I don't think that's a question for anybody listening. Except for her. Yeah. Who says this is very different than other cults. It's not. Yeah. It is a classic cult. Yeah. They're sitting in circles. They are. They're <laughs> sitting in circles. They're a cult. Yeah. But also trying to to put them in this special box where they're yeah. not like the formula that every cult is, is also dangerous. Why mm. are you trying to make them special? Yeah. And uh, fundamentally... I don't disagree with her ideology at all. Mm-hmm. I don't dis- um, with Hannah Olson's. Yeah. I don't disagree with a lot of the intelligent points she makes. What I disagree with is her using them as the conduit for conveying them. Right. Because in some ways, if she had just, she had just been more even-handed, if she had just provided a counterpoint, she would have made very good points. Right. She really would have. But then, all, yeah. And also like, don't leave out certain things. Like if you're trying mm-hmm. to, if you are trying to make like an immersive, documentary like for us to feel like what it is to be in this cult then like share their whole message yeah 
exactly share their whole message. You're right. And be very clear up front that like this documentary is meant to show you what it was like for the people who were inside Love Has Won. Right. Do not say this is a full coverage documentary on this case because you have not provided one single expert. Right. They they don't talk to mental health professionals. They don't talk to physical health professionals. They don't talk to cult experts. They don't talk to the police. They don't talk to lawyers. They don't talk to anybody in their families with the exception of one mom and a few of Amy's family. They don't talk to anyone outside. They don't talk to like financial experts. They don't talk to cult experts. They do not have any expert opinion at all. Mm -hmm. That doesn't exist in any other documentaries. Right. You're presenting a slice of life. Mm -hmm. So I, I personally, while I kind of see what it could have been, I'm disappointed that we didn't get more more counterpoint, more hard facts, yeah. more actual information. I want another documentary. Me too. Me too. And another one. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I feel like at this point we could. Yeah. We really have a lot <laughs> no, of information. Oh my gosh. All oh, right. We haven't talked this long in a long time. I mean, we have a lot to say. There's a lot, lot of ground to, to cover. We talked almost longer than the documentary was. Oh God. <laughs> I think in the end, the truth about Amy and Love Has Won is somewhere in between the people who want to nail her to the wall for being the most evil woman alive and this extremely empathetic view that she was just a victim of her own ideas. Yeah. I don't think it's either one of those things. Yeah. I think it's both and neither. Yeah. So. I know. It's it's sad. It, this, it is sad what happened. I feel bad for her family. I do too. And she definitely is very much to blame. And then there's other things. Like, there's just other problems, though. Like, it's just it's just a sad, scary story. Yep, I think it is, too. Uh, about a cult. Right. So, toast? Toast. To Buddha and Mary. No, because they're know, not doing good, unfortunately. There's, like, nobody comes out on top in this. I don't know who to, I would even. Honestly, my favorite person in the whole thing. Yeah was, I think, her son. Oh, I also really like Hope's mother, who was relentless. Hope's mother was like, I called the cops. I called the, the hospital. I yeah. had them. Okay, but here's my, here's the, I, and I don't blame her for that. So this was my other, like, where I, I had more questions. Right. Was at the end, Hope goes to visit her. Like, they say, like, Hope reconnected with her mom. Mm-hmm. And she had, like, a phone conversation that who you she calls hear. Earth Mom. <laughs> yeah, her, yes. Because they're still in it. So it's yeah. their Earth mother. But um, they have like this phone conversation and she says that uh, she says on the phone, the mom says on the phone, just like, I just want to make sure that you're okay and I'm sorry for what I've done. Like she apologizes. But part of me is like, I know she's doing that because she's trying to stay connected to her daughter. And she has to apologize. But you're not for saying like that. Starting this like love has one exposed Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, she's on one of the like groups and, that are trying yeah. to deprogram people. Yeah, but so she is like, I feel like she's just trying to be like a secret agent or a double agent yeah. almost. But um, but not but revealing also, that makes her look like she's sorry. Right, but it also like makes me, I don't know, like the sad part was like watching Hope like, because I think they had like a picture of them at the end too. Yeah. And I was like, this is so sad because it's like Hope is, she clearly misses her family. Yeah. But she's so in it. Like she's, she's so, so like mentally sick at this yep. point. Like. Yeah. So you know what? Let's pivot. Let's toast Hawaii. Yeah. They nailed it. They did. They're the only ones that really got it right. Yeah. To the island nation of Hawaii.
And if we were desperate to find meaning in a world full of chaos, we would be dead. Thank you for listening to the We Would Be Dead podcast. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. Rate and review our show on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Would Be Dead Pod. And join our Facebook group to discuss the podcast and more. They like Nazis!